Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everybody out there in internet land doing? We hope you are doing fantastic. Hans, how are you doing tonight, pal? I'm good. We're almost at Christmas. We got uh we're like we're like a couple more steps there. Um, but yeah, it's 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 hard to believe this year went by and we're like done. Um I mean, I don't even know like what I what number episode are we on right now? Like I don't even know, but we're like this is at, 51. Yeah, we're at Woo-hoo. like two years, like at this point almost, right? Which is it will be really, really hard to believe. Um the second time we're doing our um you know, going over our favorite things for the year, which is, I feel like we were just like earlier in the year talking about our most anticipated things. So yeah, now we're here. Um, but I'm just, I'm excited to kind of do a wrap up of the year. There's a lot of, a lot of fun stuff out here. So yeah, uh, I, 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 have uh, a feeling, I have a feeling this is going to be a weird episode. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, this is the you third time we're doing this topic, according to Harry. Harry, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> Doing great, Papa. I, I just didn't think uh, certain uh, shows could uh, get another season up so quick within a year. And uh, I was thinking about uh, the White Lotus and we were talking about it off air. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember two years ago when we talked about the White Lotus. And it was like, no, that was last year. And I was like, they pumped that show out pretty quick. So, but if I remember correctly, I think the, uh, the first season was uh, earlier in the year. Well, it's crazy, um, year, I, which was nice. With some of these shows, they they honestly, it, it's really insane because like you know, White Lotus will pump out two seasons, and even like I think like I forget there was another show that did like two seasons within a year. But meanwhile, like a couple shows that we're going to talk about, and even like last year, like Ted Lasso, it takes like two years for a season that to, to to go through. So I mean, well, I don't. I know. would say to be fair to them, that sounds like the final season. So my whole thought is is like take your time. No, I, I'm not against it. It's just that you know I. I rewatch that every once in a while. So it's like, all right, let's, I need more. I need, I need some new stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I'm sure the, the quality is going to be there for those shows that we have to wait for. But at the same time, it's such a long, long wait. Like two years is two years is a lot to wait for uh, an eight, eight, nine episode, half hour episodic uh, thing. Like let's film it and wrap it up. Come on. Yeah, true. I need I need more uh, Roy Kent in my life. Well, uh, in case you guys have not figured it out, we are here to talk our fave five of 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is, you know, TV, movies, music, whatever, you know, just kind of encompassing all media, uh, you know, the our five favorite things. Um, but some, like things, some list, things aren't even finished and they just include hours of uh, of whatever uh they were doing <laughs> sure we're as as han said we're gonna get weird with it um but yeah so uh like any good list uh we don't just hop right into it you know we we like to uh kind of tease and and go through and build up uh before before we reach the main event and uh with that said we're gonna go through our honorable mentions before we get to the main list um so i'll kick it off uh, my first honorable mention for 2022 is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Now, for me, this is just the multiplayer specifically. Um, the game has been Aww. out for uh, probably about a month now, and I haven't played the solo campaign yet, but 
the reason the multiplayer is just so fantastic for me is honestly it got me back into gaming uh i took like a year-long break from gaming where i i uh played video games very very infrequently but um i was looking forward to activision's next release of call of duty because they put out the best installments in the franchise and i happened to like the modern warfare theme i really liked the last modern warfare you guys can attest we played the crap out of it and Mm. so bringing this one back in uh it just it got me hooked all over again much to my wife's dismay and now i'm back on my ps5 getting some use out of it so let's go that Love playing with the homies, uh, including this this group right here, our boys Tim and Dom, uh, Frank. Still trying to get Sean in. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, uh, love Modern Warfare too. Really happy uh, with this game so far. Uh, you guys have any quick thought? Well, you know what? Let me get to the rest, and then we'll we'll go through for thoughts. Um, second honorable mention is Disney Plus. Uh, series six episode series Ms. Marvel uh, created by Bisha K. Ali and starring Iman Vellani uh, just absolutely love this um, this if not for another show which I'll get to later this probably would have made my top five um, but I just I, I think it was a breath of fresh air for Marvel. It was something very different. Uh, Marvel Studios, I should say, something very different than what they've done in the past. And it brought some much needed youth and and vigor back into uh, the the universe, as it were. Um, Iman Vellani is just absolute star, super charismatic. Uh, really, really dug the show. Um, I do think it. It got mired down a little bit in like uh, maybe like the the middle, um, but strong finish and and started super, super hot. Uh, Next up on my honorable mentions is Pixar's Turning Red, Disney Pixar's Turning Red, directed by Domi Shi and starring Rosalie Chiang and Sandra Oh. Um, Fantastic coming of age story. Uh, set, I believe, when was was it set? Uh, late 90s or early 2000s? I think it was late 90s, right? I think it was, I think it was either late, it was late 90s or early 2000s. I, I, I can't, I'll, I'll find out. Yeah. I think it was late 90s because I don't remember cell phones. Um, am I wrong? Yeah. So, either way, absolutely love the setting, love that. Um, it was somewhere different than America. It was, you know, in uh, Canada. Um, characters were absolutely fantastic. Uh, just all around a lot of fun. Very touching and very endearing. Uh, lots of um, kind of uh, anime allusions to anime, I guess, um, which I love. Uh, just something very different and very well done by Pixar. Uh, next on my honorable mention, honorable mentions list is RRR Rise Roar Revolt, directed by SS Rajamuli, starring NT Ramarao Jr. and Ramcharan Teja. Um, we'll talk more about this later, but just mind blowing. <laughs> uh, really, really fantastic action movie. Uh, great comedy, great drama. Um, 
great music. <laughs> it was just a lot of fun and very much out of left field. So happy I got to see this, even though it wasn't uh, on the big screen, but I'm sure we'll talk more about this later. And lastly, for my honorable mentions, Weird, the Al Yankovic story directed by Eric Appel, starring Daniel Radcliffe and Evan, Evan Rachel Wood. Um, again, you know, I, I went in to this with uh, kind of mid-level expectations, absolutely blew them out of the water. Um, such a funny movie. Like for me, one of the funniest movies I've I've seen in years, just really, really funny. Um, loved all of the, the cameos and guest appearances in there. Uh, uh, great story because it's outlandish, but it takes itself seriously. Uh, so it's kind of, uh, it, there's a joke, but the, uh, the narrator doesn't necessarily let you in on it. You know, they're just, they're playing everything straight and it's super, super funny, all the more funny for that. So, uh, those are my honorable mentions. Um, anybody have any thoughts on those, uh, hair maybe? Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, first one right off the bat, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, um, yeah, love playing with the boys. Um, that's uh, always a, a comfort of mine. Um, it's why I was still playing uh, the original Modern Warfare, the Warzone, whatever you want to call it. Uh, after, um, love hanging with the boys. Love uh, avoiding life uh, and household problems. Uh, playing with the boys. Uh, Good comps. I yeah, it didn't. Uh, it didn't make my list because uh, I find the game infuriating. Uh, how they can have so much time to put out a game and it's so trash. Um, but you know, from the similar to uh one of the last one I actually talked about with weird the Aliankovic story. That was another one that um I'll talk about, which is on my list uh as well. So, but that has another kind of similar with the with with the friends with with people um vibe to me um rr absolutely loved it um again you might see that on uh one of our either mine or henratty's lists shortly um and then miss marvel I, I think you were a bigger fan of this than than i was but um i did enjoy it um and would definitely put it i mean geez when we're talking about the shows i i don't know where i would have it honestly because you know the show gets are, tough to rank i'm finding that yeah. even with the movies now you know it's yeah just like it's you enjoy it or you don't it's like does it need a specific place? Yeah, absolutely. And turning red for me, I think if we had a long list, I think if we had if we had a fave ten, um, this might have been on it. I would say it's just either outside or right there, um, in regards to it. But um, yeah, great, great picks. Um, yeah, turning red was fantastic. If that's one that you missed out on, uh, definitely make time to see that. Um, in regards to it, hands. What about you? Um, so Call of Duty, uh, I'm pretty sure like. Harry, our 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 friendship had started and was uh oh, was man. built Come upon on. the uh the the Call of the Duty pillars um of Call pillars, of Duty the pillars of Call of Duty. So we've been playing that together since I uh, I mean fifteen years probably at least yeah. back in on the on the Xbox three sixty days. Ooh, I mean, brother. you can throw me in there. I was running with that's you guys right. Too. When this is yeah. when we would sit over at Harry's house till like four in the morning and uh and and be gaming. Um, but. Beautiful. You know, uh, I, 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 what I, Keep every, call dirty du- to me. every, every call of duty and it follows the same trend with me. I buy it, play it for two weeks. I'm excited. And then, uh, I drop it. Uh, so I'm kind of in that, that is what like, you 
that in that, that limbo right now where uh, I do have it. I've played it. We've all played it together. We have some some fun from some fun chats on there. Uh, you know, I'm gonna jump back on at some point. Um, but I once I go into some of my honorable mentions, a few other things had taken my time. So uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, Call of Duty, it, it's 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 the gift that keeps on giving every year because it's pretty much the same game every year. Um, but I haven't played the campaign yet. Um, that usually Call of Duty campaigns I'll usually follow up like four months later because I forgot about it and I'm like ah sure I'll jump back in so um, Miss Marvel uh, I enjoyed the show I, I forget some stuff about it uh, I feel like it came out a year ago um, I kind of forgot a little bit about it um, but you know I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it there was a lot of a lot of Marvel stuff this year that I, I think like this even with um another show we'll sure probably was. talk about in a little bit it kind of got lost in the mix because i just feel like there was a lot of stuff i had to pay attention to at once um but i did enjoy it when it was on turning red took place in 2002 um oh, one nice. of the reasons i do know that is because i remember that a lot of people were freaking out online because um a canadian movie that took place in toronto was not addressing 9 11 um so a lot of people were a little like up, uh, you know, uh, aside from the other reasons that people were upset and, and about that because movie. of the kaiju thing at the end. I think I think mm-hmm. I remember some. Yeah, well, they're like I, I remember people yeah. saying, "Well, you know, it, it took place a year after, so they needed to address it." I'm like, number one, it's Canada, and two, it's a kids' movie. Like, just relax, right? Right. Chill out. Um, RRR. Uh, this has been on my list for a vi- very long time. I have not watched <laughs> it. Only be- the one main reason is because it is so long. But I always use the argument that I and I even when people argue about a movie too long, I'm I say, do you watch a full season of a TV show? Uh, you binge a TV show for seven hours? Yeah. So it's go. my own fault. I'm going against my own rules. I have to watch it. Uh, I hear I nothing but good things. A few people in work have talked about it. Uh, so uh, I I know it's on Netflix, so that's good. Um, Listen, Weird Al. If, it, if it's still if it's still shown in the city, we'll uh, we'll book you and uh, get you down there to to go yeah, watch it. Yeah, yeah you got to dive in, my guy. Um, Weird Al. So I did find out that I can actually watch the show. The, I found this out recently. I can watch this on Roku app on my phone. I don't need to have a Roku stick or anything. So uh, I did make that account, and that's the only thing I'm ever going to use this Roku app for is to watch Weird Al. Uh, that's the only way we could find it. So, um, uh, that's, that's on my, my list. I'm a, I'm a huge weird Al fan since I was like 13. I have multiple of his albums. Um, when they like released a trailer for the, like the Apple music, I, I played the hell out of most of the older, older albums. Um, at one point I thought I was the only person that I knew that was still buying new weird Al content. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I, I do definitely want to check that out. I'm a, a Daniel Radcliffe fan. I think I heard he did phenomenal with it. So the biggest, yeah. the biggest owl head out here did not see the movie out of Dude, the put it on Netflix or Apple or, or Amazon or something. Don't put this on Roku. Should I have gotten you an extra ticket to the festival when you came? I think it was like an eight. It was like an eight p.m. What was it, Greg? Like eight thirty? It was a weekday night. Uh, yeah, it was, it was like pretty late on a Wednesday. I probably could have. I, hindsight now. I mean, mm-hmm. unless they make a weird owl too. Yeah, next year for Weird Al. Next year when that, when that Weird Al two <laughs> weirder. Yeah, so, but no, good, good, good honorable mentions. All right. Uh, well, moving on, hands. Why don't you dive into yours? 
Sure. Uh, I'm just going to get this one out of the way really quick, and there's a reason I put this one on here. Um, I did put Morbius on here. What, dude? There's, real there quick. is a reason. This is honorable mentions, man. Come on. You know why? And, and, and the only reason I put Morbius on here, if we're putting our favorite things of 2022, Morbius gave us so much amazing content mm-hmm. on terms of like memes and 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 just things to talk about and 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 it, it brought the world together was and it amazing? it's the, it's i'm not saying the movie was amazing i just the the, the experience yeah and was the experience amazing i i, like, I kind of sure i mean the lot. first 15 it's morbid time memes were funny but then <laughs> but, after that it just kind of but it gets even more amazing that like like Sony gave into fandom by thinking this movie was so popular <laughs> by re-releasing the movie. <laughs> and it that's bombed. pretty amazing. I'll give you so, that. So <laughs> I just this phenomenon that like Morbius and it came. I, I just I think I don't think I I still think it's a trash movie. It it is a trash movie, like without a doubt. But I think all the the special content, I think it just brought the world together for a little bit, and that's all we needed. The world. Um and I think we all joined in and saying that more not not one person I think might I think it might have been Tim that said Morbius was somewhat enjoyable. Um, he so, actually liked it. I, I think he he's on team like not even oh, uh, team. That's that's te- team like that's yeah. solos. That's that's not there's no team with that. That's Tim. So um, <laughs> so that's why I put that. Um, my next one that I have is uh, and I know you guys don't watch it because you probably don't watch network television. Uh, the This Is Us series finale. Uh, I I absolutely Ugh. like love the show. I know Harry, you hate me for watching it. That's fine. Um, hate's a strong word. Dislike that I watch network TV. There you go. Um, there you go. But uh, this is it was uh, I think six seasons. Uh, you know this is one of the few shows that me and my wife like kind of religiously watch together. Uh, there's no superheroes or anything in it. It's a very straightforward kind of story. Um, I'm out. <laughs> but it, yeah, there's no magic or anything. Um, but it had Manny no Moore else? and. Milo Ventimiglia in it, if I'm saying his name right. Um, really phenomenal performances. It was nominated, I think, every year it was out. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it ever won, but, you know, that's fine. Um, I mean, it took Leo how many tries to get one. Um, but it, it's just that it ends really – it's a really touching show, and it touches on a lot of, like, real, like, life events or, like, real-life things that people go through. So, uh, yeah. So now it's done. I, I got nothing on network. So I'm sorry, I got the good doctor. So when that ends, I'll talk, I'll bring that up in my dude Abbott Elementary. Yeah, man, we do watch that. We do watch that. Good doctor okay. and Abbott Elementary. That is the so. best thing on network television. So that's the I'll agree. I will, I will agree. Yes. And some somehow you put this is us, uh, the series finale on your list, and somehow the second worst thing that you put on your list somehow. So, um, what's the first? Is the first Morbius? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was looking at my list. I was like, what are you talking about? Um. Next, I have House of the Dragon, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, not being a big Game of Thrones like mega fan, like most of the world was at one point, I haven't seen all of the. It was the original show, but I went in this one fresh, so I, I enjoyed what I what I saw. I'm excited for more, so maybe when season two comes out of, in 2024, I'll uh, it'll Ugh. jump up a little bit. But I, I did. I, I it was a strong first season for someone who's not super interested in that world mm. are you uh, gonna go watch game of thrones now or no no okay. i mean i might if i'm if i ever get in that caught up world where i'll be like all right i'll go back and watch game of thrones Good but I, I don't know if that ever that time's ever coming 
Um, but I know we're probably going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, the next thing I have is it, it's kind of just a lump of things together in terms of just video games in general because I thought this is a really strong year. Uh, I did not put Call of Duty on there, but it was like big oh. for like open world, open world type RPG games like Elden Ring, um, Horizon Forbidden West, which Harry, I know you've not beat it yet. I don't want to talk about it, but thank you. Okay. Um, and I'm currently like the first 15, 16 hours of God of War Ragnarok, which is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it's probably going to be my favorite game of the year. Um, and then Stray, which is a game where you get to play as a cat. Uh, I don't yeah. like cats, um, but I like playing as a cat. So uh, very fun game. If you're on PS5, you can get it for free. You can play it probably in one sitting. Um, about nine hours. Well, if you play for nine hours straight. So it's about eight, nine hour game. Um, but apparently you can beat it in two hours. Uh, so speed yeah. run. Yeah, and there's an achievement for it for under two hours, which I'm never gonna try that. Um, <laughs> and the last I have is Rings of Power. Um, which it's fall, it's fall, fall from grace. Uh, of when my the first two episodes came out. Um, and we did a, a an episode on Rings of Power, and I, I think I kind of said my piece there, where it, I think overall is the show. I, I think there was a lot of a lot of stuff in the middle and there's a lot going on where it didn't it's definitely going to benefit from a second season and hopefully a more organized second season but i think they were trying to establish themselves too much uh but i liked how it began i liked how it ended there's a lot of stuff in that middle that middle part of that sandwich that wasn't that wasn't too delicious so uh that's the only time i'll make a food analogy tonight probably i'll try and put as many as i can in um but it just, yeah, I, I, it wasn't as hyped as I was. Uh, like that's why I'm afraid to watch Willow. Uh, Willow, it's mm. three episodes. I've I think, been kind of holding two. back for the same reason. I want, I want to love it because I, I, I love, love, love the original Willow, and I'm just afraid. Like I'll watch, I, I'm gonna watch it. I know I am, but I'm just afraid that it's gonna take like Lord of the Rings ish, where I think Lord of the Rings, you know, definitely had a more it's definitely a bigger following than Willow and more of a, you know, backstory and, and nerd Tolkien nerds that are just trying to destroy it. Um, Willow doesn't have that. Thank God. So Willow just has uh old, old heads from the eighties and nineties crapping on it. So, so yeah. What do you guys think? Uh, Harry, you want to go first? Yeah, I gave all my yeah um, I mean, I've obviously already spoken about Morbius, uh, no matter what, uh, how much you thought this brought the world together. Um, yeah, no, can't be on my list. Wouldn't be me. <laughs> um, this is us. Obviously, this has been an ongoing battle for years with you, Hanratty. And uh, listen, I'm happy it's over. I'm happy you guys found the ending touching. Uh, glad I never have to hear about it again. Um, House of Dragon might be showing up on somebody's list soon. Hint, hint, me. Um uh, and then as far as video games, um, I'm really disappointed in myself because I've not finished Horizon. I've not bought God of War and I haven't even beat Stray, which is apparently only an eight hour game that you can beat in two hours. Um, so, yeah, I'm really struggling on the first person games this year. Uh, really disappointed in myself. Um, I just, uh, you know, Greg had kind of talked about Call of Duty and uh, I just love playing with the boys. Um, and so that kind of is always my first priority. And then uh, usually it's kicking FIFA around and trying to get uh, as many fake cards on a electronic video game as I can because um, I'm I'm an idiot. We did talk about this. We did talk about this before. Where you, you were or last week where you talked about like all these like fake cards. I'm like, oh, that sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> I highly recommend. 
Um, and then Rings of Power, man. Um, that was probably the toughest cut that I had for my list. Uh, I just um, I wasn't super in love with it. I know they recast. Uh, I think I just read the news that Adar, I think, was. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, they recast uh, that actor, which never a great sign. But I mean, Game of Thrones has done that. So I'll wait to judge uh, to see. And um, yeah, I just um, I don't want to judge it too soon because I want them to be able to tell the story they want. But I kind of feel like they really hemmed and hawed on trying to finish a story while also trying to continue, you know, hey, if we have more. And that kind of didn't really sit well with me. I didn't have as much problem with the bloat as you did hands. I, I kind of wish they would have gone on for longer with just kind of hanging out or, you know, telling us more stories um, as opposed to kind of rushing a, a season finale that I felt was pretty rushed, um, especially with some of the reveals. And um, yeah, those are my feelings on that. And uh, my cat is now a guest. So sorry. <laughs> hey, here we, they, here uh, we talk about stray. Yeah. Well, Harry, as you were uh, discussing your thoughts on Rings of Power, I yawned, and I can't think of a better metaphor for my thoughts on Rings of Power. <laughs> I think you got to get checked uh, out, Greg. There's no, there's not been a piece of content I think this year that you haven't enjoyed that you haven't fallen asleep in. Um, no, that's not true. That's not know. true. Uh, Elden Ring haven't played. Horizon Forbidden West haven't played. Stray haven't played. First fifteen hours of the new God of War. Well, I'm in. I'm in the first uh, five hours of the original God of War because I have the one from 20, the 2018 or from like old school, like like 15, no, no, 20 the, years ago. The original, the PS2 God of War. Nice. Uh, is, it, I have, is it the first God of War or God of War 2? No, the first one, God of okay. War. All right. The original apologies, God of War game. Apologies. Yeah. That one's a little I, rough. I, yes, that, that can be said of it. Um, I haven't played any of the God of War games. I constantly hear you and Dom and Sean going on about how great whoa, 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 the last whoa, whoa. you like, constantly hear Dom. You don't constantly hear me going on. About no, no hands. I mean, hands. I don't I, go, I, I don't go on too much about it. Uh, I'm probably more than you're me. pretty on board the hype train, but, de but definitely sure. of the three, you're, you're the least concerning with it, but that's fair. But anyway, hearing you guys talk about this franchise, both the last game when that was out and this one, uh, I kind of said, you know what, I maybe I need to check this out. But having a strange form of OCD when it comes to content, I can't just jump into the series. I have to start from the beginning and watching catch up cinematic videos on YouTube just ain't going to do it for me. What so, yeah, I know. So anyway, I'll get to the new God of War in approximately three years, <laughs> at which point maybe the next God of War game will be out. We'll see you um, in 2025 exactly morbius uh just <laughs> i just i just no, love i'm just the fact just shaking my head this. Um, um i get it i get the reasoning behind your inclusion of it but i know there's there's nothing <laughs> valuable this contributed to society so the less said the better uh house of the dragon we'll get to more later and this is our series finale so I actually do have This Is Us in my queue in in uh, Hulu to watch. I've always wanted to watch it. Uh, it did look interesting to me. I don't know when I'll have the time. I uh, I I do want to check it out. I it's just it's a huge time commitment. So we'll see. It really that'll is. Be, that'll be uh, one where like ten years from now, I'll probably just be like sitting around and be like, you know what? Let me go check this out and and just like binge <laughs> through it. I I did that. 
a couple years ago, well, actually it was probably about 10 years ago. I, I did a rewatch of all of Buffy and Angel. And then I want to say like three years ago, I did a rewatch of all of ER. So Ooh. maybe in like five or six years, I'll do this with This Is Us and just bang through all of yeah. those. Bin- so. Binge, um, binge, what's it? Uh, Grey's Anatomy, all like 18 seasons of it. No, I'm good. I don't, <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, my wife can do that enough for the both of us and Harry, yours too. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, so yeah. Those are my thoughts on your maybe not so honorable mentions. Uh, Harry, how about yours? Yeah. Um, well, when before we when we were talking about making our list, I, I had some I started going through, you know, obviously my letterboxed uh, started looking up top 10 of the end of the year list and stuff like that and seeing if there was anything I missed or had forgotten about. And um it wasn't a particularly strong year, in my opinion. There's a lot of things that I kind of missed out on. You know, I, um, I talked about uh, a little bit about uh, White Lotus uh, earlier, and, um, you know, I haven't finished that. Um, I haven't even started Andor yet. A um, couple other things that are that I'm drawing a blank on right now that I, that I missed. I, mostly, I, I caught movies this year. Um, most of the video games we talked about, actually, you know, I missed, missed out on either finishing or enjoying um, I might add an honorable mention of Horizon Forbidden West uh, for my eight hours or whatever I have in there um, to match Hanratty's 15. Well, you got about 32 more to beat that thing. Yeah, I know. So um, so it was hard coming up with a, a, a definitive top five for me um, in regards to that. But here are my honorable mentions. Um, we talked uh, about House of the Dragon um a little bit ago with uh with Hanratty's honorable mentioned um yeah a great uh, another great entry into the game of thrones world um w- this one out of you know when they were kind of going head to head with rings of power so it's hard not to compare them you know while i think this one was just more successful and um you know the time jump of kind of not you know focusing on you know i guess the meat and meeting of kind of you know and letting us getting a feel of you know certain characters with the targaryens and uh with the high towers uh and kind of seeing how that you know comes to a head um for the start of the new season uh is super exciting but um someone uh someone else might have this on their list so i'll i'll let him uh go into that um the next uh one on my list is the northman um, so the Northman, I believe came out, um, earlier this year, I want to say it was in April. Um, and this was just a movie for me. Yeah. April 22nd. This was just a movie for me that, um, just gave me exactly what I wanted. Um, it's, you know, quick tagline is a young Viking prince is on a quest to avenge his father's murder. Um, and it looked action packed. It looked, you know, intense. It looked pretty wild. Stars Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, also has Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, uh, Anya Taylor, or Anya Taylor Joy, William Willem Dafoe, um, and it's direct, directed by Robert Eggers. And this is probably his most expensive budget um, that he's ever done. And I, I heard, you know, some rumblings with like it seems like with any movie um, that it, that it didn't really succeed as far as box office numbers. But he also directed the uh, the Witch. Uh, and the lighthouse um, for those who might be familiar with his work. And uh, yeah, this one was just, uh, I really just was really, really impressed with this one um, with just how it committed. Um, You know, it felt, it didn't feel like it was filmed in a studio, 
it felt like they went out, you know, to the middle of uh, of Greenland or Iceland or something and just and shot this baby. Um, location and shoots. I think, huh? Location shoots, yeah. Yeah, yeah, location shoots, and uh, it just—I think it just gives you exactly what you expect from the tagline and from watching the trailer. So, if if you're into, you know, I guess a Viking type movies, um, you know, uh, this this is up your alley. If you're not, you might be left uh, left a little cold or find it boring. Um, definitely have subtitles for this one, and uh, you know, it, it's definitely a, a Viking epic. So. Um, there, there's the Northman there is one of my honorable mentions. Um, and then, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, I think I mentioned this earlier in the year, um, as a show I was watching, um, but it's a six episode series called we own this, we own the this city. Um, it tells the story of a rise and fall of the Baltimore police department gun trace task force and the corruption surrounding it. Um, and it also stars John Bernthal who gives a, uh, an amazing performance as Wayne Jenkins, um, it's, uh, creators, George Pelicanos and David Simon, who are from, um, you know, uh, I mean, George Pelicanos has done a ton of work. David Simon, David Simon's from, uh, the wire fame. Um, this can be found on HBO. Um, and also he worked with George Pelicanos on the wire, but George Pelicanos has done the deuce and Treme and a lot of, uh, HBO stuff. So, um, he's heavy in the, in the writing game. Um, but yeah, this just, I mean, I'm a sucker kind of for corrupt cops or you know um you know the drawing and you know the thing is the line on this one of like you know where are you stepping over the line and stuff like that and um yeah i just found this to be uh a pretty interesting look into you know a failed um police department you know and kind of a failed city um you know in, in baltimore and, and the way they were policing it um and it's a it's a real interesting look um, you know, living so close to Philadelphia, um, you know, is kind of a parallel in a way, um, with that. So, uh, yeah. And John Bernthal, I'll literally watch him do anything. So, uh, we own the, we own the city, um, about an hour each episode. Uh, like I said, there's about six episodes on HBO max or max or HBO. I don't, I don't know whatever what they're calling, they're calling it, it nowadays. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, those are, those are my honorable mentions, uh, for this year. Uh, Greg, any thoughts? Yes. Uh, so House of the Dragon. Love that pick. I'm sure we'll talk more about that later, as you alluded to. Uh, the Northman. Very good. Um, I believe I gave this one four stars out of five. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, well casted. As as you were talking about it, I kind of thought about, you know, what if we crossed the Northman with the Green Knight? Like, what if we got... Mm. Um, Almost like instead of doing the story that they did, if Robert Eggers did a Green Knight-ish take on Beowulf and that, yeah. that kind of intrigued me a little bit. But uh, but either way, I'm happy with the way the Northman turned out. It's kind of mind blowing that they're saying it didn't live up to expectations because it's an A24 movie. Like, yeah, it's yeah. got, uh, you know, a, a, a bigger cast, I guess, than, than or a more well-known cast than most other A24 movies. But I mean at the end of the day, it's not like it was a, you know, $200 million picture. So I don't know. That's strange, but um, either way it was, it was a hit for me and uh, we own the city. I did not see, but um, sounds very intriguing. It, it sounds, I haven't watched the wire, but I guess it sounds kind of like 
the real life version of the wire yeah um, it's like a, it's like a sister kind of you know show to it you know if you're familiar with the wire you're a fan of that um you know or any i would say any police drama i think this is an interesting look um it's definitely more of an uh, aggressive look um you know they're they're like i said the line is blurred on, on was this was this it. a documentary or was it uh like yeah. a, a fictionalized um, no, it's actually a, a you know based off uh, I guess a little bit of a documentary. It's not like a documentary in its true like um, fashion, but I guess it's more of like a biopic in a way. Okay, um, okay. but just about I like gotcha. an almost entire police force slash you know city characters, and you know it has the typical you know one person's playing five people as just an easy bridge to you know get that um, there. But but yeah, gotcha. So, yeah, it, it definitely it sounds intriguing. I think I would be more sold on it if it was just a straight up documentary. But yeah. as it is, I mean, it, it sounds pretty good. So I think uh, they have it. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up while while we're going on. But uh, I think there is a documentary for it uh, that bases just on that. Cool. Hands, any thoughts on horizontal rule mentions? Um, we on the night. I've been wanting to watch The Wire for uh, a, at least the past like eight to Are ten we years. We in the city is what you're referring. Or to. we in the city. <laughs> we on the yeah. night was uh, a not Riz very Ahmed. good movie. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? I don't know. No. Are you... Oh know. no! You, I know you're. Wait, now you know. We takes. <laughs> no, yeah, we in the, the night is like Phoenix some Wahlberg movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, what were you thinking of? Um, there's actually a Riz Ahmed HBO miniseries. Um, I think it's oh, called We. Um, I'll, the I'll night look it up. Wa- Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Sorry. I know. I was thinking about. of We Built the City on Rock and Roll. Yeah. Yeah. It's called It's um, called The Night of. It came out about the uh, night six of. years ago. Yeah. That's it. Right. Right. Um, Which. So uh, I know. Yeah. I remember you mentioned this earlier in the year. Um, I like John Bernthal. I like those kind of those kind of shows. So, you know, at that'll go on my queue that i'll probably watch like greg will watch it in five years when he watches this is us uh i will watch uh we in the in city honor. in uh in five, in five years yeah. greg, um, make Northman, sure to text him to let him know i will <laughs> northman uh that was another one for this year that i wanted to watch along with like i think the northman and yeah and actually like green knight i got them mixed up for a while greg i like your idea you, you mix those two up call it like the green man and we get that Get that movie going. The Green um, Charlie Day. <laughs> Charlie, yeah, the Green Man. Sorry, Charlie Day. I think I think we're on to something. Um, but um, I I love the trailer for Northman. Uh, I just I you know I know when it came in theaters, uh, I I I missed out because I'm I'm not like a, a, a I don't visit the the theater too much anymore. Uh, only for like big event movie like tentpole movies and uh, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't something I was able to get out. But I think it is I it's streaming. streaming. On, yeah, I think it's on Amazon or it's on something that Peacock, I have access I thought. to. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think yeah, Peacock. <laughs> um, I have access to it. Um, so I just have to watch it. So uh, I, I look forward to doing. I like those like Viking kind of old movies. Um, it looked looked pretty wild too. So um, yeah, and it's then, funny you guys um, mentioned the green. Oh, sorry, God. No, good. I was yeah. gonna say it's funny you mentioned the the Green Knight because that's what I kind of had hoped green knight was 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 like the northman and the green knight was a little bit more out there green knight was um, a24 right was it that a24 yes or? i believe it Question was mark? okay yeah, yeah i'm with know. you Hare. i had i had green knight rated like three and a half stars like it was good but i was hoping for yeah. more 
So Green Knight was this year, right? Or it was last year. Last, last year. year. Last year. Yeah, because I remember I think I was in Disney when it came out and I was considering going to watch it at Disney Springs. Nice. At or down whatever it's called, Disney Springs. But um it would have that would have started. So I'd probably, you know, now probably say a good this trip idea. to Disney like to step out and our watch H24 the Green Knight movie. at a, yeah. <laughs> so um and then House of the Dragon, you know, I, I went over my, my piece on that. Um I, it's surprising I even included it on my honorable mentions because, um, you know, like I said, I wasn't the biggest Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones head. Not but, the biggest uh, Game of Thrones guy. Yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. I just everyone's like, you don't like that because it's got dragons in it. I was like, nah, I don't, I don't care. But you know, everyone well, else it's got more than great. that. But that's what usually draws everybody. Had a in. had a, a a doggy do ending, but whatever. Okay, that's a story for another day. You put a show on here that has a doggy do, you know, <laughs> entire six seasons. So, I mean, personally, I'm just shocked at how many times doggy do has been said in the last minute. Yeah, yeah. that's actually fair. Morbius is better than House of the Dragon. And let's move on. Oof. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, with that, well, both, both have what's his name in it? Um, oh my God. Damon hey, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Yeah, he's in both of them. So he went from he went from the highest or the lowest coincidence. To the yeah. Oh man, we should do a Matt Smith uh, podcast. Let's talk about Ed Morbius. Sure. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to the actual <laughs> fave fives here. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna kick it off, and I'm gonna go with She Hulk Attorney at Law, which was the Disney nice. Plus nine episode series created by Jessica Gao. Starring Tatiana Maslany and Ginger Gonzaga, um, also had Jamila Jamil. Uh, yeah, I mean, just absolutely over the moon with this show. Uh, loved the humor and the heart in it. Loved, um, you know, the the female empowerment aspect of it. Loved that uh, they kind of because I just finished reading all of the material that this was this show was based on, and they they took elements of it, but they also kind of flipped it on its head, um, which was interesting. And I think it actually worked out better for the show. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I really, really enjoyed this. I know, you know, people were complaining initially when the, the trailers dropped about the CG luck was the CG the greatest. No, but at the same time, was it anything like an eyesore not at all i think the cg no. was perfectly fine um love the story love that each episode was like bite-sized and kind of left me wanting more you know it it was more in the vein of a traditional sitcom uh as opposed to the rest of the uh the marvel studios disney plus fair and uh yeah i, I it just it's a little concerning to me i will say that um I'm reading reports now saying that the future of She-Hulk is probably going to be more woven into the movies as opposed to continuing and doing a season two. And I think that's a big disservice to the character because I, I just, I love what they've done with her here. And I love that she's got, you know, these, superhero and supervillain cases that that she is trying you know this is uh kind of like uh the hulk meets ally mcbeal uh you know and i i think it would be disappointing to kind of eschew all that just to have her as you know one more body in a punch em up 
uh, in the movies. And that, you know, they kind of even make fun of that almost that in the, uh, the season finale of the show. So anyway, um, just absolutely loved it. Do yourself a favor and check out She-Hulk. Uh, all the people that are review bombing and naysaying and all this stuff, they can go suck an egg because the show was fantastic. Um, and yeah, that's my thoughts on She-Hulk. Absolutely deserves to be here. And uh, for me, the best piece of content that Marvel Studios put out this year. Um, and they nice. put out a lot of content. So, uh, Hans, what are your thoughts on She-Hulk? I thought you were about to say something else for a minute. I realized like I, you were like, you were about to turn this R rate <laughs> no. it really quick, no. and I'm like, whoa. Um, she Hulk. So we talked about this before. It it kind of Marvel Marvel did this thing where they decided to release like seven projects in one year, uh, and it and it kind of overwhelmed me uh, to the point where there were a few shows like Miss Marvel. It, it 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 went on my radar. I watched it, and then it kind of went away. And same with She Hulk. Like I was interested in She Hulk, and I love, I love that it brought a different taste, like kind of a different flavor to the MCU, because it was that fourth wall Deadpool, like Deadpool fourth wall breaking story, and it did it even differently than Deadpool to the point where it it made itself self aware with the at the end when it, like she was talking to Kevin, and it, it wasn't necessarily like fourth wall where it was just talking to the audience, like she just kind of made up her own rules like they made up their own rules for the mcu and i thought that was really neat it was it was interesting it was something we haven't seen before and i don't i i hate review bombing for anything um i'm I'm gonna reference this again and i don't i don't care like morbius that's a movie that deserved to get rid of that was not a good movie but there is quality content out there where it was just like like lord of the rings got review bombed um she hulk got review bombed miss marvel it just seems like everything that people that they consider and like, you know, what's it go, be, go woke, go broke. Then it's like, they're like, got they're angry review bomb it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's annoying. Um, I don't think that I don't agree with that. Um, I do. I, I do think there's flaws with She-Hulk, like any other thing that Marvel puts out. Nothing's perfect other than like infinity war and winter soldier. Those are my, my only two perfect MCU movies. Um, but it just it, it really bothers me because of the performances were it was a fun show. It wasn't it wasn't meant to be this serious serious like thing that was gonna revolutionize the M- MCU and everything. Um I heard that she's probably gonna show up in like Born Again, Daredevil Born Again. Um, but I in terms of her own show, I don't think she'll I don't know. I think it's kinda up in the air. And I think with a lot of um there's a lot of rumors that the MCU's kind of gonna step away from quantity of releasing all this stuff and focusing on quality so something tells me that they're gonna maybe integrate her somewhere else into the mcu which is sad because i i did enjoy the show i thought a lot of cool cameos in it they had as fun they had as much fun as they were gonna have with it um i wouldn't put it as my favorite mcu thing of the year but it would probably be like top top two or three so um hair fair yeah i mean uh you know i talked gushingly uh over uh she hulk over uh on our episode uh end of the end of series episode that we did so check that out um but yeah this uh yeah i mean i have to agree with greg probably you know i might put it between that and black panther for me 
um, is the best thing. But it, it's definitely, I think, the second best show. Um, you know, I might even say competing for number one uh, behind Loki, in my opinion. And I know WandaVision. Um, but, you know, I don't know. As time moves on and we get more content, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what this, all this Marvel stuff anymore. It's kind of just all there for me. And it's kind of fine. Um, which, you know, I would say for She-Hulk, this probably would have made my top 10 had we did a top 10. Um, actually, I would know for sure it would have. Um, it was one of my last cuts. Um, and plus, I saw Greg had it on his list. And per usual, I like to like to spice it up a little bit, add some other things. So, um, But yeah, absolutely check this show out if you haven't. Um, even... I would say even if you're not a Marvel fan, I, I think, you, you know, or I would say if you're a Marvel fan and you have a non-Marvel lover in your household and you haven't watched it yet, uh, this is kind of a, a perfect blend uh, to kind of just, you know, have that on have them, you know, watching maybe a little bit in the background, maybe not focusing on it. But um, I, I don't know if that's, you know, good praise, but, uh, you know, I think it's a pretty, pretty good show to watch outside of, you know, Marvel lovers. So. Okay. Uh, Hans, what's your first pick? So I'm going to stick with the, the MCU world and go with um, what recently released the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, wow. Um, Just made I, it. So I really think this it, it, and Greg, you said you watched it. I did. Yeah. Harry, you have not. OK, so no. I'm going to kind of keep it spoiler free. Um, it's a 45 minute Christmas special. I'm a, I'm gonna go on the record and say like I am not a big traditional Christmas movie guy. Like I still think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie and it's great the greatest call. Christmas movie. I don't like like Jingle All the Way. I I only like it for particular reasons oh, more nostalgic. Man. Um, but a lot of like Christmas Story ever I I don't like it. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation I don't like. I I, I just I think they're very overrated. This kind of changed my drink. attitude on like Christmas specials or whatever i love this um there is a lot of a lot of heart into characters that already the first two movies and even like infinity war and well not so much endgame um a little bit endgame they gave like the characters a little they gave them a lot of like these were were virtually unknown characters before what 2017 or 2015 whenever it came out um the first one um i think it was 14 was it 14 yeah, yeah first right. okay so it it was it, they came a long way to where they i think they're probably some of the most popular characters in the mcu at this point where they were they felt confident enough to give them a christmas special for 45 minutes um the performance in this are are great like i think it's it's definitely headed by um dave batista who is becoming one of my favorite actors um he i think he he's definitely like i i see arguments online of like who's better the rock john cena or batista like who's a better actor i'll take batista out of that group any day and i think like he just plays drac so well i know that like you know probably at guardians 3 there i think he said he wants to retire the character which is sad because i think he plays it so well and i think him and um and mantis and i, I always palm and i do not know how to say her last name clementif um, Clementine is they are they are phenomenal together. Their chemistry is so is so great. Um, great little cameos from Kevin Bacon. Um, you know he's a surprisingly a a, a welcome addition to the Guardians world. 
Um, but yeah, it reveals a little bit like some story to the Guardians. Um, there's kind of a, a big twist um that Ooh. they reveal early in the movie that um it doesn't really impact the whole MCU, but um it's a nice little thing that they toss in. They say mutants is mutants involved or no, they do not say mutant. No. Um mm. but it's uh I, I again I don't want to spoil it. Um but I even like Sean Gunn who um I he's a very he does a lot of motion cap for like he does rockets motion capture and a lot of I think he does a couple other weasel things, in the suicide weasel squad. yeah like he's you know James Gunn's brother um he's a really funny actor um the only other thing I've known him from outside of MCU is and don't judge me because this is not I don't watch the show it's been on in the background because my wife loves it no is Gilmore here. Girls. Gilmore Girls is he's a character on Gilmore he Girls. He was in it? Really? Yes. He's a main character. And if you haven't watched it, I think he plays Kurt is his name. I could yell to Catherine and ask her, but I won't. Um he plays Craglin. <laughs> but he plays like a like he's a goofy, a goofy character. Like he's a silly kind of like comic relief character. And the only reason I knew like I like she had it on one day and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, is that Sean Gunn? And she's like, yeah, how do you know him? I was like, he's in Guardians. Like, he's like getting that Marvel money now, baby. Yeah. Moved on. Um, He probably made more from Gilmore Girls, to be honest. Um, But I I just think everyone in this, like, I know Cosmo, I think, is is introduced. I think he was in the first one. Yeah. Briefly. Um, Yeah. It's just it's a fun Christmas movie. I like this would be the kind of movie I'll watch every year for like a tradition where people watch like. Christmas vacation. I'm probably gonna include this as my my um my Christmas viewing. I, I love it. I, I I'm not a big Christmas guy, so in general. So I uh I'm really excited they released it. I was hesitant because I thought it was gonna be animated, and um it turned out to be when they released the trailer, I was surprised because it was live action. So I was very pleasantly surprised. Um first MCU um uh, show without a villain. It's just a nice Nice little Christmas story. So um I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, no uh, showing up. Huh? No Thanos just, showing up. Thanos just shows up and just ends it all. No Mephisto. <laughs> Mephisto's in it. He's a he's a blink Maybe. and you miss we it. We just don't know yet. Blink yeah. he's a blink and you miss it cameo. Um yeah, so it, it's it's a fun Christmas special. Um I recommend it to everyone with the MCU. It's literally 45 minutes long. Um, I watched it in one night, which is a lot for me to watch any kind of thing uh, more than an hour in one night. So 45 minutes, I sat down, one viewing, bam. So, yeah. Greg, uh, I'll turn it over to you since you've seen it. Yes. Um, Yeah, I think if we had done a top 10, this might have eked its way into it uh, for sure. I really enjoyed it. I I gave it four out of five stars. Um, I may be in love with Palm Clementif. (laughs) And... uh, certainly mantis uh i i've i'm actually still going through my mcu cinematic rewatch and uh, or feature rewatch and i just rewatched guardians 2 the other day and uh i just i really really love the character of mantis again it's something that's very different from mantis in the comics but palm the way the character is written and then palm's uh performance where she just she delivers everything with such naivete and and um, kind of like almost childlike wonder just because she grew up on, 
ego's planet and and doesn't know much of anything about anyone outside of her and ego um it's just uh she's a really fun character to watch and she gets to show an even broader range in the holiday special um dave bautista yeah totally agree i think i would probably take him as well between him uh dwayne johnson and cena uh and they they are the two you know primary stars of this um the kevin bacon thing you know i think it it kind of wore its welcome out a little bit but uh but overall i mean the special was really really enjoyable i just i loved it uh and um uh, oh geez why his uh chris pratt uh couldn't think of him for a second um not in it a ton but gives a surprisingly subdued not chris pratt performance. performance yeah he gives he gives a subdued performance of peter quill and star lord and i think you know part of that is obviously gamora not being there and also part of it is the backstory that they play into with Christmas and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, just job well done by him. It, it was, it was nice to see him, you know, not, not being a total goof a hundred percent of the time. So yeah. uh, really, really enjoyed this. I think this is a, a good pick for sure. This, this was my favorite MCU thing of the year. So fair, which uh, uh, hair, yeah. any, any thoughts? I know you haven't seen it, but you know, yeah, I mean, I, I got to see all this Marvel stuff, so I'll probably end up seeing this. I'm very grinchy when it comes to Christmas, so maybe this will put me in a better mood. Um, yeah, not super excited. I'm not really, I don't know. The second Guardians left me cold. Um, I don't really care for the Guardians ride that they installed in Disney World, um, which is a hot take. Uh, everybody I know loves it. Um Breaking yeah, and I guess I'll see it when I see it for probably, you know, closer to Christmas uh, when my wife is looking to put something on and says, hey, we never watched this. And uh, that's when I'll uh, check it out. Yeah, so. Don't watch yeah. Elf or whatever that's on a million times, but put this on. You can watch this twice in the amount of time you can watch Elf once. That's fair enough. I'll I'll have to uh, consider that um, <laughs> in regards to it. So, All right. Newsflash. Harry is a Grinch. Uh, moving on, yeah. Harry, your first pick. Yeah, thanks. Um, following uh, following that. Um, so my first pick uh, is one of Greg's uh, honorable mentions, as we mentioned, and it's RRR, uh, Rise, War, and Revolt. Um, and there's going to be a common theme with this one, um, in regards to it, with just the theater experience. Um, this was released on Netflix, which I'm happy about that it was able to be available for everybody who wanted to watch it. Um, unless you're hand ready and you decided not to watch it and to watch uh, a whole season of this is us, but uh, you know, same time. Each time. Yeah, exactly. So um, that was the big thing there. And then in regards to um, as Greg mentioned before um, it's uh, an SS Raja Muli uh, creation um, starring NT Rama Rao jr. And uh, Ram Saran Teja, I think. Um, that this is the best you're going to get out of me for that. Um, now, this movie, I went to go see with uh, my buddy Dom, our buddy Dom. Sorry. And uh, as Chris mentioned, it's about three hours long. And I know Greg has seen it, so I'll, I'll let him jump in a little bit. But what a, what a fun thrill ride. Um, there was people yelling in the theater, booing in the theater. 
chanting in the theater, clapping, hooing and Han, um, laughing. Uh, and it's such there, there's actually a scene, I believe it's fairly on in the movie, uh, when it's introducing one of the characters and it just shows um, him on a goose chase through an entire grouping of people to capture one man and what he has to go through for it. And it's uh, it's absolutely insane. Uh, the movie definitely takes it to 11 all the time uh, from the soundtrack to the action, to the dancing. Um, and it's just, it's such a fun time. Um, it also makes me want to check out more um, Nollywood or Bollywood movies um, you know, just to kind of, you know, especially if they're going to get, cause I know this was released in IMAX as well, which when it was out, I was like, I got to try and check it out. I missed it. Um, but luckily the Philadelphia film center has been playing it, I think once a month since it's release. So they at least have, I think one show a month, which is why hands I'll, I'll take a look. Let's get it. Let's go. Got um, it. but yeah, what a fun thrill ride this is. Um, highly recommend, I would say if you're unfamiliar with with these type of films, um, you know, and I mean, this is basically just an action drama film. Um, but if you're, if you're not familiar with the Bollywood and Hollywood studios, um, and I think this is more of a Nollywood, I don't think it's, it's a Bollywood feature if I, if I'm correct with that. Um, but yeah, if you're not familiar, this is a great entry um, to, to start off with and would highly recommend, like I said, trying to see if you can catch single showings in a theater, if not, um, you know, I think it is still available on Netflix. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's so fun. So fun. It's spoken in, uh, it's spoken, I believe in, in Telugu. Um, and it's, uh, but it has obviously subtitles with it, but, uh, what a, what a fun time this movie is, Greg. I mean, I'll, I'll toss it to you as we know, Hanratty's, uh, you know, ability yeah. to not be able to watch it. So. Yeah, um, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head with all your points there. Uh, as as I had mentioned when I had it uh, in my honorable mentions, it's just it, it. I think you you had made a good point, which is this is a great entry piece into you know Indian cinema. Uh, yeah, you know whether it's Bollywood or Tollywood or or whatever. Um, uh, this this really kind of has it all like i said great action great humor uh you know bump and soundtrack uh I, i'm and trying to I, think back for when i watched it and like i honestly i don't like i remember being intimidated by the runtime and then plopping it on and it's like no nah, this actually moved quickly i like moves, i don't think it moves i don't i don't remember feeling like it was a 3 hour movie so and I, I will say too early on, like it has about four parts. It introduces one of the characters um, and then another one and then kind of brings them together. And then it jumps into the rest of the movie. And then there's also an intermission. So like there is the like perfect stopping points. If you like don't have the time and don't get me wrong, like the first, you know, introduction of one character, introduction of another, and then, you know, bringing them together and kind of that story that goes kind of quick. That's like probably within the first 40, 50 minutes or so. But like if you wanted to, you could pause it there and then come back and revisit it. Um, and I totally forgot to mention this. And this is like such like the biggest thing that I took away is like what a friendship movie, like just a couple a uh, couple of buddies, you know, who aren't friends coming together. Um, Dudes being just, bros. Wow. I, I've seen I, I've seen 
there was so much connection in this movie compared to even some romantic comedies or, you know, romance movies that I've seen. There was more connection between these two, you know, guys than and their friendship than I've seen in, in many romantic movies. Yeah, for sure. The two leads definitely had some great chemistry. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to go too much into it either, not only for hand's sake, but for the listeners. Look, if you if you have not seen RRR, do yourself a favor and check it out. Tis it's on the, Netflix. Tis the holiday season. Tis the holiday yeah, season. Check it out. For sure. It's, uh, I'll, it's I'll put well that on in the watch. house for like a Christmas movie. I'll be like, look, I got to do a Christmas movie called yeah. RRR. Here's, here's the three hours. Be like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the for my to hear like the first ten minutes, she's gonna be like, "This isn't a Christmas movie." <laughs> so. uh, hands, any any thoughts on RRR? I mean, we know you haven't seen it, but I want to watch it. Selling you on it, I want to watch it. Yeah, ev- everyone's selling me on it. Like everyone, like I just I, it's so hard for me with all other stuff I want to watch that things keep coming out where like I want to watch RRR, but. With the way like things are dropping, it's like I don't. Like I feel like I it's, don't. It's a lot of content, my guy. I don't have time to go back and watch RRR because I gotta find time to watch what I currently want to watch, right? Or I'll rewatch something I've seen six times. So it's just I don't know. I I I will have RRR done by the end of the year. So if we, you know, Whoa, maybe bold claim, maybe I'll have uh, Captain Marvel too. Shut up. Maybe. <laughs> In 2023, our first episode, I'll do a quick two-minute review of RRR. Nice. Uh, I would love I to look hear forward your to that. thoughts on it. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, let's move on. I believe I am up again. Uh, I am going to go with the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack and score uh, by nice. – well, the, the score is by Ludwig Gorenson. Uh, soundtrack has all different artists um just touching on the score real quick it's very uh very afrocentric um but it, it does have um some latin american or where just i guess just latin uh themes in there as well um very good music ludwig gorenson is uh becoming if he's not already a uh a major player um in terms of uh music uh cinematic music and uh tv shows as well um he just he's a phenomenal composer uh as far as the soundtrack goes um man it's just it bumps i i know i had mentioned this on a, a previous episode um genres hip-hop r&b pop rap trap like it's it's all in there uh this brought back rihanna from uh her self-imposed exile uh gotta get some new tunes for that super bowl yeah uh lift me up her her song for um or one of her two songs for this album uh i believe was her first track in like six or seven years um which is crazy uh to think that it was it was for black panther but yeah it's just it's it's amazing um i cannot sing the praises enough of this uh it's it's got just a great variety of um musicians and instruments uh from africa mexico america uh british rappers and singers um you even got some mayan rappers on there uh which is uh awesome to listen to um oh and i i didn't uh kind of going back to the uh the gorenson score for a second i don't 
I didn't check to see, but it sounds like there's Mongolian throat singing in there also, which I love. Hmm. Uh, very, very weird. But um, that gets played when the uh, when we first see the Talokanil uh, attacking the uh, the station. Um, but back to the soundtrack. Yeah, just absolutely amazing. Look, if you guys are listening or you're looking for new music to listen to, check this album out my god it's such a vibe like i you can play this in any setting and it's just it's such a mood um i i don't think there's a bad track on there uh i listen i i mean i have my favorites but i listen to them all um lift me up by rihanna fantastic born again also by rihanna uh is great i don't think that was on the physical album but it is on the album for all the streaming services um no no woman no cry cover by thames fantastic might and don't don't burn me at the stake here but might actually be better than bob marley's version and i love marley's version wow um yeah con la brisa phenomenal uh which by the way this the soundtrack has introduced me to fuda kush which I, I believe that's how you pronounce it uh she's a mexican singer she does uh the song con la brisa but also she has a part on um nodigas mi nombre which i love uh just <laughs> absolutely fantastic soundtrack guys please i'm begging you go out listen to this either buy the album stream it do whatever but such good music here and uh you know if you're a fan of music scores give the wakanda forever soundtrack a pump uh or a score a pump because it's it's just great too i think as as much as i like the movie the soundtrack and the score are even better uh they they totally elevate everything um have you boys had a chance to listen to either the score or the soundtrack so I, I remember putting it on um, maybe a couple of weeks. They released a couple of the songs on it, um, for the, at least the soundtrack. Um, and I've had, you know, I listened to it a little bit. Um, I can't pinpoint like certain songs like from it. Um, I I'd probably I, I need to like listen to things like more than once to really know like what the names of, of them are on all like so. Um, I, it sounds like you listened to it multiple times, like multiple times. So which is, which is great. I'm glad um, I love it. It took me a long time for the first to catch on to the first Black Panther soundtrack. And I think it's probably because I wasn't huge on the movie. Like I liked it, but um, you know, I, I, even the music in the trailer with the no woman, no lie. And then mixed with the Kendrick Lamar. I thought that was like, no woman, no cry, no woman, no cry. I'm sorry. No woman, no lie. Whoops. Sorry, everyone. Um, No woman, no cry. And the Kendrick Lamar um, mix up with that. I thought that was like phenomenal. I think I, I Marvel does like, or at least Black Panther does a great job with, um, the trailers mixing their music in there. Um, but I, uh, I haven't listened to this one um, really probably more than halfway through and same with the soundtrack. So, I mean the, the, the score. So uh, I know how, I know you're a big black Panther guy. Um, did you listen to any of this? Uh, no, can't say that I have. Um, I know Greg's Greg's sheer disappointment on his face. The, the no, we talked about it obviously on our, on our black Panther pod. Um, recapping it um i've been listening to a lot of bad bunny lately um which you know don't really understand a lot of the lyrics but uh you know the flow and the the beats uh are just uh captivating 
Um, so I've been I've been doing that's kind of been my uh, playlist that I've been rotating in. Um, I'm a huge podcast guy, so usually when I'm driving, that's what I'm listening to. But every once in a while, like I'll get into a, a music um, funk and kind of throw some some tunes on. So this is next on the list because of uh, how high Greg's spoken of it. But uh, I don't want to keep disappointing him. So um, yeah, bad bunny, we got this on the list. We got the Very El good. Muerto uh, number one fan coming. I can't wait to see that one. Exactly. Harry. Yeah. Well, I, I got to say, I am slightly surprised that you're bumping Bad Bunny, but good on you, dude. That's yeah. that's fantastic. And I think if you I, like Bad Bunny, you'll like some of the stuff on here. How how yeah. out of touch I am with like certain music nowadays when you said Bad Bunny. I forgot about Bad Bunny because I know that there's another person out there or? is <laughs> Bad Baby, who's the Catch yes. Me Outside or Catch Me Outside girl. <laughs> Yeah. Oh jeez, what? <laughs> Which apparently she's worth like thirty million dollars or something. So uh, I don't know if she has an album, but she definitely released a song at some. She point. she she yeah. did some Stop. kind of music, and Moving yeah. On. Uh, that's why <laughs> I when gracious. you said whenever I hear I thought Bad Bunny for a while, like when he first came out was Bad Baby, and then like now they're both existing in the same universe that it's messing with my my old head mind. They're they're gonna do a song together, and it's gonna be Bad X Bad. So. <laughs> love it yeah i can't wait I'm uh it. okay hands what do you got next all right so i was trying to think because i know we share a couple of them but i'm just gonna jump into uh another one the second half of obi-wan kenobi the disney mm. plus series um this show the first half no uh it was a very conflicted show for me because i think there's a point in the show. I think they released the first two episodes at once, and they, and Disney does that where they release the first two episodes to get you kind of in, in on it. And a lot of shows are doing that that are like the week to week. Um, I think it's two for me. It felt like two different shows up until like the midpoint. Um, I love the first half. I thought was like kind of very slow, and it's you know Obi Wan's at his weakest, and it just not too much going on, and he's trying you know he's trying to save Leia. The second half, I think, is much more once once Vader is more involved in the story and you start seeing him like actively like trying to find like the rebel base and and trying to stop him. And um, he gets in that like fight with Reva, Ray, Ray, Reva, Reva, Reva. OK, um, I, I, I think the the second half of that show is like amped up and I don't even know if I can like even say like. The whole second half as a star wars fan i from the point that vader breaks into one base and like almost brings down this the shuttle the space the spaceship with his hand and then fights rava and i think from that point that is probably my favorite stuff of star wars that i've seen in a long time like even you can put the fight with vader and obi-wan is probably top three star wars moments for me in the existence of star Wars. Like I was blown away by that. And I, whether or not I want to put that as, as my favorite, one of my favorite things, I still watch that fight and I've watched it probably like 50 different times. And I love it. I, I, it just, as a star Wars fan, it was everything I wanted, like a rematch between Obi-Wan and Vader to be. And I I think the last, uh, like the last like two episodes were like real action packed. And I, I, I'm like a huge like Darth Vader fan. Like I have a Darth Vader phone holder here, a Darth Vader Lego head right here. Like I have Vader stuff all over the place. And to see him in like outside of Rogue One, the one minute we got him in Rogue One, to see him and like be able to like fight in an actual lightsaber fight 
in like live action and it was just amazing for me to see and you know i'll admit i cried a little bit when i first saw it um it was very like just like out of tears of happiness and then like you know at towards the end like kind of a sad but um i don't know that gave me that gave me a lot of i guess i i don't want to say faith because they had already had like i it gave me a lot of respect for the the prequel series in terms of the relationship between Obi-Wan and Vader and Anakin, which I still think two out of those three movies are just like, or I'm going to bring this word back dog do like they're not good. But I always thought like the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin was like, was, was definitely the strengths of the movies. And I think that the way that it like peaked and, and got to the point here, it just, it was, it was happy for me to see because I wanted, I wanted that like moment for them to see each other again. And I got it. I was pleasantly surprised and, and happy. And, you know, I'm, I'm just glad like just talking about it. I kind of want to watch it right now, mm. but yeah, but I, I think the first half was slow. The second half in the show definitely, definitely got my interest like way back in. I, I thought myself kind of like maybe a little bit before halfway, like, I don't know, this show's like kind of losing me. And then it, it, it Brought me back in, as as Michael Corleone says. Sorry. So, what do you guys think? I know you guys are Star Wars heads. We are. You know we're Star uh, Wars heads. Good to know. Yeah. Come on, Harry. Do you want to go first? Um. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I haven't given Obi Wan a single thought uh, since it finished, and I don't think I've had a serious conversation with anyone since the show has come out other than the disappointment of the show. Um, and the fact that oh. a show like Andor, which I haven't seen, which again is, is kind of this problem in the world of star Wars, where it's like, I hear Andor is a better show. I haven't watched it, but I did watch Obi-Wan and I, I feel like I'm just moving towards a strong dislike of Obi-Wan. Um, a lot of the stuff, Hanratty, that you've said you liked, and it's funny that we're such on polar opposites about the Darth Vader stuff, I absolutely disliked. I Ooh. felt as though they should have just not used James Earl Jones's voice or made had a better script for Darth Vader because I felt he said absolutely nothing of importance of the relationship with him and Anakin and whether that's, you know, saying, hey, he's, you know, uh, gotten rid of it, he's removed it, he killed you know, Anakin Skywalker, he's, you know, whatever moved on. Um, we go into a whole deep dive into that. Um, well, to, 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 well, I'm going to correct you a little bit. I don't know if this okay. is true. I don't think James L. Jones did the voice of Vader and Obi-Wan. Right. What did they have a computer do it or no, I think it was just another guy doing a voice. Okay. Just, well I'm, then they should have I'm had just better dialogue here. for him. No, that's fine. They should have had better dialogue for him. He should have said meaningful things to Obi-Wan other than when he's chasing him around and he has him trapped behind fire and he says, let's get out of here. Um, he'll die. It'll be fine. Um, and he does Bro, that whole last fight. Like the, the script for that whole last fight was like, was all Vader said, like meaningful stuff. Mm, I don't really think so. I think it was uh, just words. Um, well, that's what talking is. It's just using our, our words. That's fair. <laughs> Cue I'm, the listen, Peter Dinklage. Yes. Am, that's what I'm, talking <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad for you. Uh, that is the case. But for me, it's just uh, the more I think about Obi-Wan and the fact that there's an Obi-Wan show out there that um, was so bad. Um, what? Just Jesus speaks, Christ. Uh, 
You thought it was good. I'm literally praising the second half. No, of the I show. know, I know. Listen, but that's what I'm saying. There's a whole. Oh, my favorite half. things of 2022. <laughs> the first okay. half I said it was slow, but it it, it kind of it it peaked. Mm. It it went in a positive I'm, direction up. I'm I'm glad I'm glad we're nitpicking that we can cut out half a season's worth of a show and just say that's uh that's. I'm not saying cut it out, but I just I, it improved as the season went on. I just uh I don't know I just didn't like uh. I just didn't like it, and the the kids on it. I mean, I you know, listen to our Obi One, uh, you know, wrap up pod. Um, yeah, just yeah, Greg, I'll toss it to you. I mean, you can tell me if I'm way off base. Maybe you're somewhere in the middle between us. But uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on Obi One? Second, I... sorry, second half of Obi One. The second half. <laughs> you focus on whatever well, you want. Now I'm just changing just, to yeah, Obi One. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about all of Obi One. Um. I do think you're a bit off base here. I think there's a pretty That's clear fine. distinction between good Star Wars and bad Star Wars. Like, you know, the pieces of Star Wars content that aren't up to snuff. And I don't think Obi-Wan falls in that category. Now, is it the best really? out there? No, I think it's I think it's probably towards the bottom of the good Star Wars content. But it, it does fall in the good content. Um I will agree that things really pick up when when Vader um, enters in. Uh, but that said, I, I did enjoy the beginning because we're seeing a very conflicted Obi-Wan who, you know, doesn't want to to pick up that lightsaber and, and rejoin the the fracas. And, you know, he's doing everything he can to lay low and, and avoid the spotlight. And I think that that scene uh where the um uh oh god what are the, the the inquisitors are in the market on tatooine and they're they're kind of inquisiting people bro vader um, vader just kills like three people with no with no shit he just like i think he kills like a little kid just to prove a point and get well, and like yeah, okay, to come but out. I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when they're on. Oh, Halloween. and the, oh, and like yeah. oh yeah. Okay. I would I would have yes. rather watched the Inquisitor movie to be honest. That that the they seem pretty cool. Play Fallen Order. Uh, I don't I don't think they fleshed them out I enough. Did. Um, but uh, but that scene that I was talking about on Tatooine, where you know, then they're almost on top of uh Owen to to give up the to spill the beans and give up, you know, Obi-Wan's location. Like that was fascinating to me. And it was a lot of slow build tension. And then once you get into the whole subplot or, or I guess main plot of uh, Obi-Wan, you know, having to, to rescue and abscond with Leia, then that's where, you know, things start to, to pick up. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think as a show, it was fine. Um, You know, I had a conversation with, uh, a friend slash coworker of ours, Lee and um, shout out Lee, you know, just hey, shout out Lee, uh, just kind of diverting the discussion slightly here with, with star Wars. I'm very basic. I, I prefer all of the Jedi stuff when it comes to star Wars. I like the, the force powered people. Um, it's just, it's fantastical. And that's Even part of the reason I like it. What's that? Even broom boy, broom boy. <laughs> uh, maybe not so much broom boy, stable boy. Uh, kid rocks kid. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but in general, yes, I I prefer that. So I think that was part of 
my hesitancy in going into Andor at this point, I'm three episodes into Andor and it is a very good show. And it definitely, from what I've seen um, is deserving of the praise. Um, but you know, I, what can I say? I'm a sucker for the force stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe that plays into, you know, how I'm viewing Obi-Wan, but uh, um, as a series, but yeah, I mean, I, I could see this being some people's favorite content and I don't, well, I, it wouldn't make my list. Um, and, and clearly it didn't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to begrudge that for hands. I think, you know, there's, there's merit to this show. So thank you. That's my take. Yeah. Hey, no, this is, I, I got one of you. This is supposed to be a positive, uh, you know, end of the year review po- pod. So and, and, and I'm sorry quick, for quick attacking two on, your love on Andor. I saw um, a lot of people are like, this is more of what Star Wars should be. And I I totally disagree with that. I think part of what makes Andor special is because it is very different from Star Wars. It doesn't mean the entire franchise has to go in that direction. Right. Just like it doesn't have to go in the direction of Mando. Mando is its own thing and it's fantastic. Doesn't mean everything else has to be like that either. It, it's just have yeah. different things, you know, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> There's, you know, have a romantic comedy Star Wars episode, you know, sure. series. We can make yeah. it happen. Why Let's not? Go. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Hair, moving on to you. What's next? Yeah, next for me um, is another. Greg, you just you're all up in my uh, in my in my top five here with your honorable mentions. Mm. It's uh, mm. weird, the Al Yankovic story, and specifically watching it at the theater. Um, so for the Philadelphia Film Festival, we went to a pretty much a sold out show um, where uh, the Al Yankovic uh, made a surprise uh, appearance right before the start of the movie to get the uh, crowd all hyped, um, and they were loving it. I'm um, so jelly of that. When that when yeah. I, I saw that picture, I was I was like borderline like depressed that I didn't go. Yeah. Um but being in the same room as that curly haired magic man. Maniac. <laughs> so um, you know, and the just the experience of watching it with a full crowd um was just something that just brings 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 back uh memories of, of previous uh you know movie watching experiences. Cause I feel nowadays, besides Marvel movies. You never really know when you're going to see a movie, you know, if it's going to be a packed house, you know, if everybody's going to be laughing along and don't get me wrong. There were some people who were just laughing. It seemed seemingly any bit of dialogue. And I think they might have been, uh, um, how do you say, uh, under the influence um, of whatever they were under. Um, but, you know, this movie explores the every facet of Yankovic's life. Uh, from his meteoric rise of to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. Um, it's it's such a funny um, biography and it has such a take on it where it takes everything to the extreme and, you know, totally uh, is just a, a riot. Um, there's a scene early on in the movie when he discovers uh, My Bologna. Um, one of uh, Al Yankovic's fantastic, uh, you know, hits, and just how they come about, how he figured that out. Um, and again, it it's taken within a certain extent of outrageousness. Um, and uh, it's it's hilarious. Um, and and the whole time, and I mean, you could make the case it might drag a little because it it's about an hour forty eight, but it might drag in like kind of the final third. It gets a little zany. But like I said, being in the experience with, you know, um, 
again, just friendship with a, with a whole group of friends. Um, and th- this was kind of the movie I was looking forward to, or this was kind of the movie I was looking for in the festival, just a movie where I was going in, you know, and handwriting mentioned earlier that he's a huge, uh, Al fan. And I, I'm, I wouldn't say that I am, I'm, I'm obviously familiar with his work. And I think any kid growing up in the nineties probably had a cassette or a CD of one of his albums that just, you know, either got passed down from a brother, a friend, um, you know, that you end up just listening to. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was so fun. Um, Evan Rachel Wood, she plays, uh, Madonna in, I think the second half of the movie and, uh, yeah, just captivating. Um, loved her, her performance, um, as that as well. And, uh, yeah, just had a lot of fun with this one. Was so happy I was able to see it on the big screen. Um, was so surprised by it. Was surprised at how much I loved it, how much I had a good time. Um, so this is kind of a you know a glowing review of Weird, the Iankovich story. And we talked a little bit about it on one of our previous pods, but just the theater experience as well, um, which is a common theme with I think about three or four of my list of just you know and and that's that for me is the most important thing is like. Who did you see it with? How did you see it? You know, in what time period? And, you know, this will be one that, you know, I'll look back on many years from now and be like, remember that time we saw weird and, you know, are related to another experience. So um, Greg is, is the other one uh, who is there actually with me, um, you know, seeing it. Uh, do you concur? I know it was on your uh, honorable mention. Yeah. So as far as the theater experience goes, totally agree. 100% second it. Um you know, that will go into my all time list of like best theater experiences. Like I have some off the top of my head, like raucous crowds, like Scott Pilgrim versus the world on like opening Thursday mm. night or like Avengers Endgame or Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Like this falls in the category with all of those. Like it was just such a great experience. I am a little miffed because when Al came out, um, you know, I was, I had my hands full and stuff and I didn't really snap a pick and I'm like, ah, he'll be out after the movie wrong, never came out after the movie. So I missed yeah. out on taking a picture of him live, but you know, that's, that's my bad. Um, I'm but yeah, as far as theater, <laughs> awesome. But, uh, yeah, as far as theater experience goes, I mean, just, yeah, you're right, dude. There wasn't, there wasn't a person in the house that wasn't laughing. Um, you look over your friends next to you. They're having a great time. People in front and behind and all around are having a great time. It was just, it was a genuinely great experience. And as I mentioned, when we did our review of this, um, it wasn't just the experience, but it was the movie too, because the second viewing I watched it, I watched it with my wife. She was stone-faced throughout the majority of the thing. Didn't laugh at all. And guess what? Still loved it just as much. So I know that the movie is good and it wasn't just the experience that was kind of bolstering it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, man, love this. Love that it's in it, your right. fave five. Yeah. So. I can't wait. I, 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 it, it sounds like it's similar to rocket man with Taron Edgerton where it's, it's a biopic where it's more of a musical like there. I, and there, it, this is weird is a musical, right? Like it's Radcliffe performing the songs. I mean, it's a musical biopic, so like, I like wouldn't Rocket call Man. it a musical, but yeah, yeah. And okay. same thing with Bohemian Rhapsody and Walk the Line. Well, and you know. well yeah, I mean, it just takes Bohemian itself Rhapsody to the uh, to the extra, extra level. So, 
Okay. Yeah. Well, That's I'm not fine. saying in terms of quality. I'm just saying right. it's about an artist and it has their yeah. songs in it. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love Rocket Man. I really do. Um, and I, I, you know, once I heard that this was even being made, you know, I was skeptical that Radcliffe was in it, but I'm like, I'm a big fan of Daniel Radcliffe's like independent stuff outside of, um, outside of Harry Potter. And, you know, it, it was a bold choice to go with him. And I hear nothing but like really good things about it. So yeah, he's uh, great in it. Yeah. So, yeah. but I look forward to your review as you watch RRR Captain Marvel on this before end of year. Just add to your list. <laughs> yeah, I watch all last minute three. Crunch. Just keep, and I'll watch all of um, We Own the City as well. So. Oh, wow. Okay, that was kind of you. You didn't have to add that on there, but I appreciate it. I'm just going to do so. that. The first episode of 2023 is just me reviewing things I haven't seen that I probably should have. There we go. Beautiful. Holiday okay. catch up. Yes. Uh, all right. So moving on, uh, we're going to go back to me, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I am going to nominate house of the dragon uh for my list of fave five uh 10 episodes was created by ryan j condal and george rr R. martin has a huge cast um all of which are tremendous um and so i'm, I'm not going to go into it but i just you know i mentioned it again in in uh our wrap-up for house of the dragon but i was kind of hesitant going in uh based on how kind of rushed and flat the ending for game of thrones was and i was like you know are they are they really going to put out a quality show that is also a prequel or is this just a cash grab and sure enough it turned turned out to be the former not the latter and i was so thankful for that um it did take a little bit of adjusting uh with that first episode getting used to all the names and the characters i mean completely new cast and as with any song of ice and fire uh um you know property there's going to be a million and one characters and they've got some funky names so it's uh it, it was a little bit kind of keeping half the characters sorted. half the characters are all the same name too so <laughs> yes yes uh there are there are quite a lot of uh amons um amon damon yeah. yeah whatever uh so but that aside um you know once i got over that little hurdle uh yeah i mean it just everything fell into place and i was back in baby like hooked up give me more uh i i need I'm it back, and baby. you know waiting yeah, uh, you know, waiting a week in between episodes was brutal, and now we have to wait a whole year, year and a half for the next uh, season. Uh, should be filming, I think they said it's going to start uh, sometime between January and March, and we'll get the the fresh, hot new eps in 2024. Um, so, yeah, a little disappointing there, especially because I'm sure HBO knew they had a hit on their hands, so why you wouldn't immediately green light and, and have these ready to go to just, capitalize who knows but what, just the name itself is just calling it a game of thrones world i mean it could have been game of thrones and it could have been like it could have been like taking place in like new york or something and it could have just been like a modern day like it could have been nothing like game of thrones but if you pop game of thrones name on it people are going to watch it um right. and i think that and i even like you're right like they they should have green lit like i think Rings of Power may have greenlit season two before season one was even done filming. So mm-hmm. HBO and I know they were doing a lot of restructuring with getting rid of a lot of their shows and like they just got rid of Westworld, which is is sad. 
Um, which yeah. I thought was a great show. But there's other shows that like they're cutting back on, and and you know, not to jump into like movies or anything. Like I know Warner Brothers and like DC, the DC EU is like basically dead now. Um, so I know they're kind of looking at like cost cutting and whatever, but. This Game of Thrones, it could have been literally about anything, and it was gonna make it was gonna be a hit. So I yeah. I agree with you just in terms of saying like why did they just green light it, right? Uh, and you know as for the show itself, it's just fantastic, full of lots and lots of drama, political intrigue, backstabbing, like all the stuff that you loved about Game of Thrones, or if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, all the stuff that you would love about compelling dramatic TV is right here in this show. So um, along with a, a, a nice dash of fantasy, medieval fantasy. So it's just a, it's a fantastic show. Very happy with how it turned out. Um, hope they don't fall into the same trap that the end of uh, game of Thrones did, but um, you know, Knock on uh, wood. Benioff. Yeah. Benioff and Weiss aren't involved with this. Um, so I think that, you know, at least for now, things are looking good. Um, but yeah, absolutely love the show. Uh, and we kind of already got your guys' thoughts on this, but anything else you wanted to add before uh, before we move on? <laughs> that, this was just, the only thing this... that all three of us had on our list. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, I, and no. I said this... it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. I, yeah. It's coming from a non-Game of Thrones fan, like, I just, everyone is just, why is everyone just such a such a bad person in this world like there's not one good person and i know i talked about that before like rainier is probably the best moral compass and even even a little bit like i would say like damon damon has a little bit of a, a better like he's not as bad like he just kind of stands around and talks dude am i wrong he doesn't do much that that from like episode four on he just stands and looks and talks there's one other guy that i would say was very altruistic um i can't think of his name because it's been a couple weeks now but uh the guy that took over for hand after Otto Hightower the guy who yeah, had been I'd like those two are like yeah, I, yeah that guy stepped in and he's just like yeah he's like doing his best and you know like he cared and, for the good of the Viserys, realm Viserys was a good guy like he didn't really do anything too too shady up uh, Siri just kicked in when I said Viserys stop that <laughs> um but uh I, I like I just seemed like 95% of these shows it just I find them very hard to root for someone because there needs to be a good I I need I need someone to root for. And Rainier is obviously like who you want to like she's the least morally compromised for now because now that her son got eaten by a dragon is is hurtling towards earth as we speak. Um and it, it's she's probably gonna do some 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 shady doings. So uh We're here I, I for just, the war crimes, baby. It, that's it it's all like that it just i find it so hard like i in the first in the game of thrones when i when i watch the first couple seasons i'm like the starks are definitely like the good guys like I, it, who else would it be like ned's the ned's a good guy and they off him in the first season and then like they, they start they start doing yeah spoiler alert for the, the for a, a, a 11 year old episode um yeah and it just, I, I even like Sansa does some things where, like, I know, like, you're like, kind of like, is she gonna be like, kind of like compromised a little bit? And, but everyone else, like, everyone's favorite characters are always people who are just scumbags, for lack of a better term. It's just people who are very, um, 
you know, know how to play the game. And it just, I, I find it hard to root for them. And I'm, and I hate not having someone to root for. So now I got Rhaenyra. Well, welcome now. to the real world, baby. Yeah. There's no <laughs> allegiances. You can't trust anyone. Exactly. Can't. Yeah. That's my game of Thrones or my, I'm sorry. House of the dragon thought or house of dragon, whatever it's called. House of the Dragon. Harry Dragon. No, I was gonna say, um, you know, there there is a bunch of time jumps, which we've mentioned before with this, but uh I think it does a really good job of reestablishing certain characters. Um and just the acting throughout the entire series uh so far has been great. Um, from the younger versions to the older versions. You know, I know some people, you know, were like, ah, oh, this this one, you know, um, Rhaenyra doesn't look the same or oh she wouldn't she wouldn't have done that but if you're paying attention um I think it uh is a good switch off um once they get to the official cast in the second half of the season so really enjoyed the time jumps even though it probably takes a watch or two but hey have those subtitles on and you'll have the names right next to who's speaking so <laughs> there you go sure. uh, all right let's move on hands what do you got next for us all right, I'm going to jump into the the sequel to a, a very popular 1980s movie that came out in the 80s, uh, uh, yeah. which I don't I don't like it. Tom Cruise is one Tom Cruise that kind of like sh- like skyrocketed him to fandom or, or to, to popularity it was Top Gun Maverick uh, on the right. Like I just said, I hate the first Top Gun. It, it's just very it's very odd. It's a very odd movie. It's, <laughs> it's just I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's not good. Um, I loved Top Gun Maverick. Uh, normally if I was still in my working at the movie theater days in my early twenties, um, you know, not married and no kids and, and had time, I would probably see this movie in theater like 15 times. Um, so what you're saying is the ruin in your life. That's, that's what you're going on record. <laughs> yeah. That, you, you can't, I can't watch Top Gun 15 times. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I I don't even I can't even really describe why I like without getting into like spoilers and obviously like I, I'm sure like, there's a lot of stuff that like, it's part of stories where you know Maverick is um still flying planes and he's like doesn't want to be a captain because still he wants to be Maverick. in the air he doesn't want to be an admiral because he wants to be in the air and he ends up having to train new recruits at Top Gun, one of them being um, his former co-pilot's son, uh, played by Miles Teller. I'm not a big Miles Teller guy. He's phenomenal in this. Everyone everyone puts their A-game in this movie, even Tom Cruise. like You could tell Tom Cruise cared about this movie. Real Um, real quick, I do think it was a a huge miss. I haven't seen the movie, but I do think it was a huge miss that that they didn't, his call sign wasn't Gosling. <laughs> oh no right because his good. dad was goose so yeah yeah oh, got you it cool. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious um you have uh I, and i don't think i i think her character like uh jennifer connelly her she wasn't in the original top gun but her character was mentioned it's briefly um, mentioned yeah yeah jennifer connelly i think is is and has been for 30 years the most beautiful woman in hollywood um she's great in this uh they didn't bring back kelly mcgillis because you know uh I don't think she wants to act anymore. I don't know, whatever her deal is. Um, but her and Tom Jeez. Cruise, like her, Under the her bus chemistry with like Tom Cruise, it's like they it's like they basically like have like they've been in tons of movies together, which I don't think they have. 
Um, it's just that I'm not the type. I'm not the type of person who's gonna go watch a fighter jet movie and be like, man, like that. Like I need to see this fighter jet movie. Like, yeah, it is phenomenal. There's, I've heard they they use the term fifth generation fighter at least ninety eight times in this movie to discuss um whatever the enemy planes are they're all fifth generations like i don't know anything about a fifth generation fighter i feel like i know everything about them now um it's uh, it's some of the shots like i'm pretty sure this is all practical most of it is practical footage which filming some of this stuff is absolutely insane um what they did was they they took like you know, Miles Teller up in a plane and didn't do anything too crazy, but like told him what his character would be doing. And then they had the real uh, pilots, you know, actually do yeah, the stuff. Like Miles Teller wasn't fine at yeah. Mach 10. So, and then um, they just like copy and paste it on it. So, it, you know, it looks like Miles Teller's doing it. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's beautifully edited. Look, it's and, a Tom and, uh, Cruise picture. I wouldn't put anything past him when it comes well, to listen, stunts. Listen, listen, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> listen, I, I know Tom might have, but I mean, they really did train for it and, you know, uh, went through the process of it. But go ahead, Ann. There's two scenes in this movie. And, and it's, it's, and, and I don't know if Harry, if you, if you're thinking of like where the way it's shot and like the tenseness in it, yeah, is like is there's a lot of tenseness in when they're like leading up to like their main mission, but there's a moment beforehand where it's just like it it it's it's an incredible movie and and you know Greg, I'm sorry, I, I hope they re-release it <laughs> again. Like you need to, like it just if there's ever an opportunity to see this in like like premium format like IMAX because one other movie that I'm gonna talk about as only other like 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 I've ever got like a feeling in my like stomach about this like like mm-hmm. in my like it made me like shake and it was, was like it butterflies it was, it was, i got i got like my whole body it was just like filled i was just like chills and i like i don't know if i want to continue I, this conversation i need I think, to don't... I, yeah i think i put this in the like the way i put this in words like this is the best 80s movie filmed in 2022 or released in 2022 <laughs> Because it it definitely has eighties elements. They definitely do some like some some callbacks to the original Top Gun that you know oh, that so yeah. Good. Um, uh, um, but uh, they, they, they there's a beach game that I don't understand the rules of it, but that's fine. No it's, one does. It's fine. It's yeah. It's fine. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's it's really just it's it's an amazing movie. Like, and it kept making money. Like, I don't even know how much money this made, but it just kept making more money and more people were seeing it and I, just hit my mic for him sorry um i like tom cruise in the past i don't even know like take out the mummy maybe another movie or two like he's i think the last like true action star of like an older generation like we get the rock and cena and batista now but i think like like cruise is definitely like of that 80s 90s action star that is still going strong like that's why I'm excited for any Mission Impossible this dude releases. Like even the trailer before Top Gun that they released, like the of going back to the movies after Nicole Kidman welcomed us back. We get that trailer of him on the plane. Like I don't know if you guys saw that, where he was in like the 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 plane yeah. that uh see it the they movies. did that, as he's just holding on like holding on. Like I'm sorry, like I, I just this this is it. like this is a summer movie. Like a tip, like it's not a Marvel superhero movie. Like this is old school 90s summer summer blockbuster so hair 
I'll, I'll throw it over to you since Greg hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, I mean, uh, this one is on my fave five uh, for the year as well. Um, this is probably my favorite piece of content from this year. Um, it, when I was when I was doing this list, this was my number one, and then it was trying to figure out the rest. Uh, the director of this movie, Joseph Kaczynski, has worked with Tom Cruise on Oblivion. Um, he's also directed uh, Tron Legacy, um, for those who are Tron heads. Uh, Only the Brave, uh, which was a movie actually shot with Miles Teller. Um and uh, Josh Brolin, which I think was an underrated uh, film, in my opinion. Um, about is it an army movie? No, it's it's about firefighters. Um, oh. out in like uh, yeah, what was that called? It sounds what like it? an army title. That's why oh, I asked. Yeah, it does sound like one, which is you know, uh, but it's uh only it's called only the brave hands. Yes, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And it's it's basically it's based on the true story of the Granite Mountain uh, Hotshots, a group of elite firefighters who risk everything to protect a town from a historic wildfire. So. Uh, the true heroes out there, firefighters. So, um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, this movie, um, it, it, it's funny, Hands, you were talking about it and uh, about Tom Cruise being like the last of a, of a dying breed. I mean, that's kind of what this movie is about. It's about, you know, Pete, you know, Mitchell, uh, Maverick, uh, the last of a dying breed, you know, being put and saying, hey, you know, we got other, you know, uh, we're trying to have, you know, uh pilotless, you know, planes and, and all this stuff. And I got good news for Greg. Um, hopefully he doesn't have plans this weekend, uh, between the hours of one 30, because, uh, this movie was re-released in theaters, uh, for these two weeks, pretty much until avatar comes out when I think every theater in the world is going to be running multiple shows of avatar, but it's, uh, it's re-released in IMAX. Um, so, you know, I guess we'll see if Greg has, can find the time. Um, and yeah, man, uh, this movie is just, you know, it's a classic, you know, this is why you go to the movies. And I know that sounds cheesy and I know that's kind of my brand. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm dreading, I'm really dreading the moment Greg sees this movie and says, it was okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really dreading that because we've been on such a tough streak this year. There's some stuff I've, I've been happy that he's liked, but this one, this one will hurt. I think if, uh, if he doesn't enjoy it, but um. Yeah, uh yeah, highly recommend. Obviously this one's been out forever. Um but yeah, would um would definitely uh yeah, yeah, just go see this. Um even if you got to watch it on on TV at home, I think uh you know, obviously not ideal, but uh I think it's the way to it's, see it. So Papa I'll uh, watch I'll watch this on my iPhone 4 if I actually yeah. if I had access the to The way it. Tom Cruise intended. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> with with motion blur. Um <laughs> So, all right. So yeah, there, Papa. there is, there is one spoiler that I need. Okay. Does Kenny Loggins danger zone play? Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. I, I, okay. Because okay. if, if it didn't play in this movie, it, I don't want it. I will. No, it I will tell you. I will tell you something really quick, Greg. And this is literally in the first five minutes. The opening of this movie. I literally thought that they had shown the original like early. <laughs> yeah, you told me that. And I literally yeah. turned and I was like, I think they're playing the original. Like that's how on point the opening of this new one is wow. compared to the eighty one. Yeah, and one the song uh, kicks in and everything, and you're just like, "We're here, baby, let's go." Yeah, when you hear, but they do like both. They do the both. It's like the Top Gun, like the instrumental theme. Yeah, yeah. and then it just and then like not even like Dumb. a cue. It's just like flat out like Dumb. snap, and it just kicks in the danger zone. You're like, "All right, like yeah, I'm in," like. It's great, nice. and has the best use of the f word that I've heard in a in a PG thirteen movie in a long time. Yeah, that's true too. Um, Got to place that correctly. 
I uh, it is interesting because yeah, the the original Top Gun movie, like you guys, I'm not um, I'm not huge on. It was okay, you know. Um, but I would say movie... I would say I really enjoyed. Um, but it, it's of a movie of an age, so it's right. yeah, kind of one of those sure. things where it's like, you know, now so, if you tried to show somebody, they'd be like, meh. So I see the trailers for this movie, and I'm like, this looks pretty good. Like, definitely want to check it out. Movie drops. It makes a ton of bank, which <laughs> was shocking because this is a sequel to a movie from the 80s. Don't those don't generally play out financially the way this has. Um, and then I'm looking around to my left, to my right in front of me. Everybody's given positive and not just positive, but glowing reviews for this movie. And it's like what <laughs> like top gun maverick we talking about the same uh, thing um go ahead no because i saw the trailer for this and i'm like this looks really good and they and i think they released a trailer a year before it came out and i'm like this yeah, looks got, this looks good like i'm yeah. actually interested in it but as it got closer and i and when i was like sitting in the theater i'm like and and like you said when the first five minutes i'm like dude this movie's gonna be just a, a snooze fest like a big like a big cheese fest i'm not i'm probably gonna hate it because i hate the first top gun I and like by and the time they that took movie their shirts over, off and started playing volleyball. Yeah, <laughs> they, they play something. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. But I like as like that like the end credits. I'm like, oh my god! Like I can't believe, like this was actually like a like a great movie. Like I would consider one of my favorite things I've seen this year. I would I would never have guessed that. And and if they do more, I don't know if they will. Like, at, you know, at this point, Tom Cruise will have to fly into space, like, at, like on the moon or something. I don't know. Don't but... you put that evil on him, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> Dude, it's, um, it's he he will do it. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it. Definitely looking forward to it. I don't think it'll let me down. Um, this I think is one of those few situations. At least, you know, I, I'm trying to manage expectations, but I I do think similar to Andor, the way everybody has hyped it up and it hasn't let down i think this will be in the same yeah. regard so. don't don't let the stink of the 80s one kind of like be like oh like i don't like the 80s one like this is going to be cheesy like do do not do that because i did that and like i i mean do it and you'll be very pleasantly surprised because i was but yeah just don't don't go in thinking it's going to be bad like believe the hype it is a great movie so, yeah listen greg enough. one o'clock this sunday i don't know what you're doing but <laughs> birds well, are probably baby. watching my daughter, but yeah, we'll, nah, we'll see. Tell her, tell her to kick rocks. We're going. <laughs> yeah. Tell, take bring her. her. She's on. Yeah. Even better. We'll bring her. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're going to move on Hair, What do you got next? Yeah. So um, next for me um, is a little uh, movie, probably my second favorite movie of the year. Um, and it's uh, everything everywhere all at once. Uh, this came back out in March. Um, and it's directed by uh, the Daniels as they go, uh, Dan Kwan and Daniel uh, Schneider, I think I want to say, or Sh- Schneider. Um, and yeah, thank you. And it stars uh, Michelle Yeoh um, and Ki uh, Hu Kwan, um, oh, who's most uh, infamous of Indiana Jones and I believe the Goonies, the Goonies fame. Um, and it's his first return to acting in, in quite some time. Um yeah, this was this was my favorite movie, uh, pretty much I guess until Top Gun Maverick came out, which was uh, I give it about two months or so. 
Um, and in this movie, it's an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure in which she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting uh, with the lives she could have led. Um, and it's funny that this came out because this is kind of like a, a multiverse movie. And it was funny that it was coming out during when Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness came out or around similar times. Um, and this is this is the true winner of the multiverse war, in my opinion. Um, this movie has so much. It has so much action, comedy, heart, um, emotion. Um, I was really, really surprised by this movie. And it's one of the ones that I, I, one of the few movies I saw multiple times and, um, outside of the Marvel movies, I usually don't take an opportunity. Um, I think I saw Top Gun three times. I think I saw this at least twice. Um, and it's just so, it's so much fun. It is it is a lot, you know, I would say if you have uh, a friend or a loved one who isn't a typical, I would say, movie goer, uh, this might be a little bit of a lot for them. But again, as I always pitch, I think watching at home with subtitles definitely helps um, in those type of scenarios. Um, and it has a really uh, cool performance from uh, Stephanie, Stephanie Hughes, um, who plays uh, the daughter Joy in a surprising um role uh with uh which i i'd never seen her before in anything um and yeah it's just man it's a it's a super fun movie i had a a really fun time i would highly recommend um if somehow you haven't caught that this year um papa i'll toss it over to you um because i think i i'm pretty sure we've touched base on this uh earlier this year but i'll toss it to you as far as um because i know this is uh also on your list yeah, so I hit this up as soon as it hit streaming, rented it immediately. I was so looking forward to this, and it did not disappoint. Um, just an excellent movie. You're right. I think not so much cinema, but like you definitely have to have somewhat of a mind towards sci-fi or else this will probably be very confusing that's, that's a great shout yeah um, i don't think it's categorized as that but i think it's it's one of those where yeah that that's a good shout yeah like yeah if you show this to somebody who's in their 80s it they're it's just gonna whoosh, right gonna over their head <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um high concept aside it is it's it's super, super enjoyable, very entertaining. The the leads, uh, Michelle Yeoh and Kihoi Kwan, fantastic. Um, so happy Kihoi Kwan's back, by the way. Uh, you know, he mentioned uh, yeah. that he left acting because there weren't any real roles for uh Asian leading men, and uh that yeah, kind of drove him away from yeah, yeah. Uh so that kind of drove him away from acting, and you know, he kind of saw the the success and the proliferation of these roles now uh with with more and more diversity so happy to have him back even if it is late in the game we missed you buddy uh glad you're back but but as for the movie yeah just tons of heart absolute absolutely beautiful um to me this is a slam dunk for editing for best oscar there is no other choice like if this does not win best editing i i don't know give it it, to the category yeah, exactly. Like it's just it's the the editing and that's not something that I would normally sit and pick out in a movie like oh the editing looks fantastic here, but this movie it's totally totally noticeable and it's just superbly done. Um 
like you mentioned, uh, the character Joy, very um, unexpected with, uh, uh, you know, what's going on there, but um, very the role was good. The act, the performance was good. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, <laughs> awesome to see her in something very different where, you know, she's not sparring with Michael Myers ad nauseum. Uh, you know, it was fun to see her in a, a completely different role here. Um, so yeah, just man, such a unique movie. Like when you watch movies, at least when I watch movies, I can't speak for everybody, but like, I'd like to get different experiences. Sure. I have comfort movies and stuff, but like, I like seeing something that's really gonna, you know, blow my mind and, and, you know, make me thankful that I just plop down two hours out of my life for an yeah. experience. This is that type of movie. So cannot recommend yeah. em- enough. Definitely check this out. If you haven't, it's, it's well worth the time. And, um, Oh, go ahead. The, the other thing I was going to say too, is I'm so happy this movie was so successful because it was out for a while and it was just kind of yeah. making bank. Um, you know, like it was in the top five so long, um, you know, and I don't think they've, you know, we'll see if they end up making, you know, kind of an Oscar push and maybe push putting it back in for a couple of weeks in the dog days of January. But um, I feel like and I feel like this really was on word of mouth because yeah. the marketing seemed to be non-existent for this movie. Yeah. So it it was as soon as it dropped, everybody was talking about it and you know, that, that led to its success. Oh, and by the way, this is also in my top five. Um, so, you know, Harry's marking one off the list for me, which I appreciate, but, uh, but yeah, I mean this, uh, it's just fantastic movie. Um, hands, you've been awfully quiet. Have you seen everything everywhere all at once? I have not. Um, uh, okay. this, this is his so, top gun Maverick, Greg. So, okay. Yes. Fair. I, 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 I did start it when I added it on, I think, on Amazon Prime. I started it and made it 10 minutes. No fall to my – and it wasn't out of lack of interest. I fell asleep. Mm. Woke up. Credits were rolling. So I said, okay. Oof. So I need to give us another shot. Also, um, I will say for the viewers – or sorry, for the listeners at home, uh, Hanready listens at like a, a four for volume <laughs> household. Uh, so. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. I thought you were – there was yeah. a joke. Yeah, we we got in a, <laughs> me, me and the wife got that in a joke. We got in a fight last night about that um, because oh. my parents will come over and they blast until like twenty. In my and she's like, "Jesus, it's so loud." I'm like, "No, nah, I think that's how like normal people listen to like and yeah. watch stuff now." So, <laughs> um, but yeah, usually like eight or nine, and I need subtitles, so I probably put it on and just fell asleep because I probably couldn't hear anything. Um, I, I did start this movie. I I've every this is this was. When the trailer was released before this even came out, this was one of my highly anticipated movies. I love multiverse stories. I love sci-fi stories, action stories. I like action movies, and it, it it fell into that category. And I just and it just for some reason, like I never made it out to the theater to see it, so I was really anticipating either Redbox or um or streaming. Which it, when it got dropped on Amazon, um, I was happy, but I started it and fell asleep. So. I know it's not a long movie, so if anything, I'll probably end up watching that before like RRR, um, and hopefully you get that knocked out soon. Add it to the end of your list. It was yeah, it was only like a few weeks ago that I that I had tried to watch this, so it's it wasn't like a lot. It wasn't like when it first dropped on Amazon. So um, you know, I I I do want to go back and watch this because I've heard this is like like you had said, Greg with Maverick, like everyone is hyping up. I even heard one person say this was a a, a bad film. Um, 
so that that's good uh and you know and it's not it's not like a certain type like people were like uh, you know i'll classify myself in this like nerdy people or anything it's like everyone is saying like this is just a very very good movie which i want to you know i believe them i just have to go and and just get the time and just sit down and watch so i'm hoping that as soon as like this weekend i have it knocked out so we can talk about it next week so add it add it to the list baby <laughs> i know man I'm, I'm, not even going, now. I'm no i'm going no, no i'm not even going to family at christmas <laughs> i'm going to stay and watch movies it sounds a so, lot better actually yeah <sighs> All right, so, uh, so we're going to jump into uh, nice. Um, we're going to jump into my final pick here, which is The Whale, uh, directed by Darren Aronofsky, mm. starring Brendan Fraser and Sadie Sink. Um, so this hasn't officially gone to a wide release yet. Um, that's later this month, but we caught this at the uh, Philadelphia Film Festival. And now you sound like me with a uh, portrait of a lady on fire, Greg. So I'm glad, <laughs> glad I got a, you know, I'm Just glad you're turning it into Harry here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this, this movie just there, there hasn't been a movie that I have seen in a long time. I, I would, I would really have to rack my brain to think of a movie that has stuck with me the way that this one has. It just, uh, it's a very, very emotional story and, you know, very depressing story at that. It's, it's not uh, a a joyful movie, which, you know, if you've read anything remotely about the plot, um, you know, it it doesn't sound happy and it it certainly isn't. Um, It's very claustrophobic and confined and cumbersome, in a good way um which if you see the movie you'll you'll kind of understand what i mean by that but but it's uh it's just a fantastic piece of filmmaking and uh i don't know that i would call it the film of the year for me i don't know what movie that would be but it's certainly in contention um just riveting performance by brendan fraser definitely deserves to be nominated for the Oscar uh, for best actor and could potentially win in my eyes. I know there's a lot of controversy about the movie and its portrayal of, you know, overweight people and whatever. I didn't see any of that. I I just saw, you know, um, a, a story about a guy at his end who's trying to do right. And, and, you know, trying to he feels he he has let everyone down and he's trying to make it right for one person um just absolutely beautiful and devastating all at the same time uh very very heavy uh you know pardon the pun but uh um very uh uh impactful subject material and uh and just great great acting all around um i didn't even realize by the way that the uh the young man in that was uh ty simpkins because he's all grown up now um Mm. he was the kid from iron man 3 uh uh, as well as other movies that that's mainly what i know him from but yeah Uh, yes and endgame briefly but uh but yeah um highly recommend this movie to everybody just a very moving piece of cinema um hair i know that uh you saw this with me um thoughts on the wheel 
Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely th- I think I agree with a lot of your uh, Brendan Fraser uh, takes for it. And I, I know when we came out of it, you know, like you said, it was definitely a movie where it's not, you know, there was definitely different, uh, definitely a different vibe from that. And when we came out of sure. weird, uh, as far as like energy levels. Um, and so it, it's kind of one of those that kind of sits with you. Um, and I'm actually surprised at how much you enjoyed this, because normally when it comes to movies that are super depressing or, you know, we get enough of that in the real world. So usually yeah. you're pretty down on yes. anything where it's like, Hey, I'm taking two hours to escape. What am I watching? And it's right. like, Oh, here comes, you know, this, this, uh, this, you know, um, this difficult movie to kind of, you know, watch even in, in some moments. So um, I, I enjoyed it. It, it kind of reminded me a lot of a play and I don't recall if I remember reading something about that, but it kind of takes, place I think it was just, based on a play. Yeah. yeah it yeah. kind of takes place in just in one room uh, or one house, right. one apartment uh, for the most part. Um, and uh, I thought it was a very touching story as well. Um, I, again, I don't think it hit me as hard. Um, you know, I think upon reflection after we left, I think you were like, yeah, three and a half or, you know, four stars for you. And I was like three and a half. And then you're like, you know what? You know, even a couple of weeks later, it was like four and a half for me. And I think I had bumped it up to like a three, seven, five or a four in my, in my mind, you know, once you like, you know, when we do these kind of lists, it's hard to, you know, think about it until you've seen everything. And, you know, as much content as we watch, we still haven't seen everything this year. So, and this right. movie's not even out. So, um, but yeah, really, really enjoyed uh, the whale. Um you know, would would recommend it. Um, yeah, I think it comes out this week. I think it's limited. Um, it'll probably, I'd say, if it's if it's limited now, probably Christmas slash January, it'll get a, a larger push. Um, you know, as it comes like for award seasons and stuff. Um, but yeah, if if you're, you know, I would say if you're if you're a father, if you're you know, uh, you know, any type of, I don't know. I just feel like this movie is pretty relatable to a lot of people. You know, if you have any regrets in life. Um, you know, check, check this one out. Um, it, it, like I said, it is a very heavy movie, but I'll tell sort of the hands because I know hands. I, I think you're really looking forward to this one. Um, if I remember from our conversations. So this is what most people who know me would be considered. They call it a handwriting movie um, where yeah, it's like a great call. This is very like a, a down on like, you know, a kind of a, a movie that leaves you kind of sad at the end and, or like, you know, a, a, like I'm trying to think of others that I can think of, but like called the handwriting special, the handwriting special. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard nothing but phenomenal things about this, especially with Brendan Fraser. Um, I, I'll, I, I can't think of a Brendan Fraser movie. That's not a guilty pleasure. Like I think he's, a you know, for what at the time that he served in the nineties and, and like two thousands, like he definitely made, silly movies but i i think it was it's a shame that what happened to him like you know when he kind of got blackballed in, in hollywood and you know it's a very kind of sad story and if you don't know it, you know there's a lot of he went through a lot of personal stuff like just in the business so i'm really i think the biggest thing i want success out of this is for him because from what people are saying about this, this is definitely going to be like a career defining performance for him which is after being out of the business for so long, like consistently to come back and do this. Um, I think that that'll definitely be that. I think I, that's like the driving factor behind it, but behind it, you would say like, it's a, it's a very deep story, um, you know, about, and I only saw the trailer. The trailer doesn't give anything away mm-hmm. at all. 
But the trailer kind of like yeah, the trailer. Someone should Brendan Fraser should just jumped out of the trailer and punched me in the stomach because that's kind of like even just the the vibes that I'm getting from it. And you know, I hear Sadie Sink is is really good in it. Um, and I know there's a couple other people that I'm not aware of who they are um, that are in it that like they they say like all the performances are great. That it's headlined by by Brendan Fraser. Um, I I really do want to see it. I, I wish it wasn't being released in theaters maybe it'd be streaming so i'm looking forward to when it's on streaming so i'll be able to kind of check it out um but um yeah this has been on my list for for a, a minute um again i just want brendan fraser to kind of succeed and i i really think um from what i've been hearing it, it's like the award seasons it's going to be his award to lose so let's hope fingers so. crossed yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that does it for my list. Uh, Hans, let's go with your final. Yep. Well, I'm going for my second, my second favorite piece of content for the year. Um, and Greg, I know you're shaking your head, <laughs> and I'm just gonna go out and say it that it's a movie that came out in April or March. I'm sorry, which was the Batman. Uh, this is my favorite movie it's of the, the year. Bat. This is my favorite movie of the year. Um, I this is probably my favorite Batman movie that I've seen in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says about this movie. This movie is perfect. Uh, I all right, I'm not gonna say perfect. There's a little nitpick, <laughs> but whatever. Like Back like any other movie. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's little nitpicks, but this the the Batman. I I will I will. To my dying day, defend this movie. Everything about this movie is is fantastic. And as of recent news that came out just tonight with the DCEU, with you know Wonder Woman three is not getting is is done. That, that other that Rock movie is not probably not getting a sequel. Um, Henry Black Cavill, Adam. Black Adam is probably not getting a sequel. Uh, and what's the other? Cavill came back, quit Witcher to come back as Superman, and he's probably not getting a Superman movie, Man of Steel movie. So there's that. Huh. So they're pretty much restarting it. But you know what? He they're not play restarting. World of Warcraft. He's uh, he's know, really into that. So you know what? They're probably not. Re- they're not restarting and continuing on, which is the Robert Pattinson Batman franchise directed by Matt Reeves. It's not in the DCEU though. But I'm saying, but it's a DC project that they're continuing and they're going to invest money in because it's a masterpiece. Sure. Um, well, WB is is going to be like, nope. We know we have this is a, a this is going to be a, a fantastic, just money making property. And the Batman, it is it is a a true Batman movie. It is better than the Dark Knight. It is better than the Christopher Nolan um, Batman movies. It's I, I just I I I know I'm like basically talking to a wall because I'm literally like right now looking at a wall <laughs> and we've had this discussion before and this is just a losing discussion that I like I think the action in this movie like it's this isn't like an action packed movie like 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 for a superhero movie I think the cinematography cinematography in this movie is is probably the best I've seen in in years I this needs to win for cinematography. I don't know any other movie that would. I yeah no this <laughs> the cinematography in this movie is perfect. The cast is, is great. Robert Pattinson's the best is the best Batman that we've had outside behind. Um, a second is Ben Affleck. Um, the Riddler. I love the Riddler. I wish he may be done a little bit different. 
but Paul Dano is fantastic in this movie. Um, everyone, everyone, just the whole cast. This movie is great. It's a great detective story. Like you get to see like Batman actually doing detective things. Like he does a little bit in the Nolan movies, but he's not necessarily like the world's greatest detective in those. He's just, I don't know. He is Lucius Fox's help. I think in this, he does a lot of his stuff of his own. I, I, and I just, I, this, it was my most anticipated movie for the year. It lived up to it. I, I honestly want, I've watched it five times. I want nothing more than this Batman sequel to come out. I, I need it. I need it. I need it. I need everything. The court of owls. I need more. If they put Barry Keegan as the Joker, I, 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 I need it all. They, they set up a great world. Gotham needs to stop raining at night. Uh, you know, there's a couple things they need to like a little bit change. Like, that's the rainiest city I've well, ever it's seen. October. You know what I mean? And it, it's so. it's sunny as as anything in the in the day in the middle of the day. But I just I I just everything. I like that's the other movie I said earlier when I got like chills when the Batmobile like revved up in that theater like sitting in like a premium theater. It was amazing. Um, this is my this, I. I'm not, we're not going to recreate our our Batman podcast. I'm just I I I said my piece. Go ahead, just let me hear it. It's not how. Just go ahead. I'll take the silence go and first. just just beat me, beat me down. Uh, you know what, Papa, you can take this one. All right, look, I I am happy that yeah, you are able to enjoy such a simple minded movie such as this. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, is it completely without merit? No, sure, it has a few good things, but. Uh, my thoughts have not changed Mm, no i i mean a few um (laughs) i my thoughts haven't changed i did i don't know if i did this prior to us doing the pod probably not because i think we did the pod right after it would it dropped in theaters but i did rewatch it um once it hit streaming and i think i might have raised my score like half a point maybe i don't know but um overall i just not enjoyable to me for a number of reasons. And uh, I I think you're crazy. I I legitimately think you're crazy. There's no way anybody could look at this thing and, and be like, that's better than Nolan's films. It's It's it's, a lot better. They're not, it's not, it's not dude. He's in a flying squirrel suit. My guy. All right. That's, that's my one nitpick that I had. Was the flying squirrel suit? That was a little you dumb. Said you had several nitpicks, so I guess that was that. That's one I'll, of them. I'll say that was a little dumb. <laughs> I'll, I'll I will give a hundred percent credit to the squirrel suit. That was dumb. All right, but I love that the first thing I bring up, you immediately cave. <laughs> no, but no. I, any other thing? Any other thing you say from now on? I'm not gonna. It's not. No. <laughs> well, lucky for you, we don't have the time of the day to run that down. But hey, you know what? If this was one of your favorite pieces of content, by all Ever. means, go for it. I know. I know. Not a lot of people were high on Joker, and I loved Joker. Um, and I'm happy it's getting a sequel. So, you know, same thing here. Um, even though. Joker won an Academy Award and the Batman won't win any, but um, it's going to win cinematography. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But I am happy that, uh, that you enjoyed it and you know, sure it's out there. Whatever. (laughs) 
Yeah, listen, uh, you know, I all positive vibes, top end of the year movies. I mean, uh, for anyone who didn't listen, I know that uh, Batman was one of, uh, if not our most popular episode uh, this most year. Popular, yeah. Um, so thanks for all you who listened. Um, and you can go, you know, listen to that to rehash out uh, some probably arguments we had in regards to that. So um, I'm Chris, you know, no one can ever fault you for um, not loving something because when you do, you love it with all your Ooh, heart, buddy. You, yeah, um, you plant that flag and you, stand you, by it, my guy. You are a committed individual. <laughs> so, um, yeah, kudos to you for that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's fine. See, I'm glad. Uh, and like, so you guys, an Oscar for best cinematography. You guys, no, shut up. You guys like say like, and uh, all I want is for us to agree, and I want you to enjoy things too. And and like, I and I know like at this point now, I'm not going to change your opinion on it. And it just makes me sad that you don't like see the enjoyment out of it as as I do. And no, I mean, I think it, I think it has a tone that I think is better uh, than different. Nolan. Um, no, uh, yeah, no. Um, but I think it has a different tone from Nolan that I think there are moments where I'd say, Hey, if this was blended into Nolan's movies, I I think there's a, there's a case. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, three ish hours, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, uh, it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. It, um, I think it has its flaws um, that I think you refuse to see, which is is fine. It's warranted if, if that's the way you feel about it. I'm glad it's so high up on your list um, because, uh, like you know, that that's that's you, buddy. Love you. And yeah, and the good like news it. is for people like you, we'll have that Penguin show starring Richard Kind and it'll all uh, be good. I'm not even looking forward to that. I'm not even looking forward to that. I'm looking forward <laughs> like, to that, man. Like, I'll probably watch it, but I like I, I want I want to show me that I for. Want, I want that. Come here. on, man. This is your universe. This is your iteration of Batman. That, you need to that, be all in. I, no, I, unless Batman's <laughs> in. I need Robert Pattinson as Batman because he's the best Batman that we've seen on I screen. Need. <laughs> I need it. Ugh, whatever. All right. Well, that was a pick. Hara, <laughs> uh, let's uh, close it out. What do you got for yeah, the I'm, final pick? I'm annoyed. Yeah. Um, so my final pick is probably my favorite show of the year. Um, that I've seen again, it's kind of one of those where, um, you know, a couple shows I missed out on ending of uh, better call Saul. Um, never going to hear the end of that from, uh, some people in our friend group. Um, but, uh, severance it, uh, it, it stars a character named Mark, uh, leads a team of office workers whose memories have been surgically divided between their work and their personal lives. Um, when a mysterious colleague appears outside of work, it begins a journey to discover the truth about their jobs. Um, now the reason why, uh, I enjoy the show so much is it's kind of a, a drama mystery sci-fi. It stars, um, I think one of me and Hanratty's, uh, favorite actors, Adam Scott, um, also features Zach Cherry, Britt Lauer, um, and Trammell Tillman. Uh, it's got, uh, man, who am I forgetting? John Turturro, Christopher Walken, Walken Patricia, Walken, Patricia. Yeah, Patricia Arquette. Um, so it has a lot, kind of a big name cast, and it's it created by Dan Erickson, and I think um, even Ben Stiller. Stiller. Ben Stiller couple, was, yeah. Directed a couple of episodes. Um, and as you can obviously tell, this is uh, also on Hanratty's list um, as something that he loved this year. Um, I'm not going to go too much into this show because I think what the show is doing a wonderful job of is continuing to ask questions about, you know, kind of the plot um, for it. Um, and I believe Greg hasn't seen it. 
Um, sorry, Greg. Um, in regards to it, uh, it's on Apple Plus. Um, would you know besides besides Ted Lasso? Uh, I'm glad they have this show because I don't know. Um, you know, once Ted Lasso ends, uh, how many people are going to keep on that, that Apple Plus subscription? <laughs> they better drop Coda too. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, so Severance is probably going to be, I think, their next kind of big tentpole. Um, and it'll be interesting. I hope they get to tell the story they want to tell. I know I think it's shooting the second season. Um, it got picked up for a second season. Um, I think it's a great first season of television. Um, I think it's doing a wonderful job of asking questions of, you know, um, the work life, the personal life, the the mystery into, you know, the place where they work. Um, fantastic show. Um, it's, uh, again, it, it it's an interesting take as somebody who works in an office now where it's like, Hey, what if you could just have a different office life and a different home life, you know, and, and cut those two in half there um, surgically, I guess, um, you know, and not when you get out of, when you get home, it's like, you know, I don't have to, I don't know what happened at work, um, which is really, really interesting. Um, so yeah, highly recommend this. I hope, uh, I hope Greg, you picked this up over the holidays um, you know, as, as a dive in, uh, because I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, because I think there is a lot of mystery and sci-fi elements that work really well here. Um, but I'll toss it over to hands. Cause, uh, you know, I know you said Batman was your number two. Is is this your, your number one piece of content? This, this is my number one. Yeah. This is my number one favorite thing that I've seen this year. Um, and Harry touched on, you know, the basic plot points of, and I'm, I'm, I, I I'm, I guess I consider that victim of, you know, when you're working, no matter where you work, you want one of the things you want is like that work-life balance. And I think what I'm so I the one thing that like kind of attracted me to the show was, you know, you have that procedure that separates that where you don't know each other's life. So you're basically two different people. And I find myself like I I've always struggled with that work-life balance. And you know, I've I've told you guys before, like if I'm like working at night or something and I like, I, I I know like I have that that struggle of of knowing where like the limitations are of like not where like when I like of where work and life yeah like, kind of like blur together. Um, the performances in this are absolutely incredible. Like Adam Scott, he's mainly a comedic actor. Plays again two different characters in this that are it's a it's a. A re- like he was nominated for, and i know people's choice awards they just nominated dr <laughs> strange for the movie of the year so i'm not taking him really with with too much taking it with a grain of salt but he's being recognized for like emmys but for, when they're on your side yeah exactly severance should have won if they would have won i would have loved the people's choice awards um but it's definitely going to be a show that i know it's getting a recognition in terms of like emmys with with like best drama i think so I think best, Walken, uh, end of the year list too. I think Walken and um Toro were nominated for best supporting actor. I think I'm not sure. I I but I know Severance was up for best best drama and Adam Scott was up for best actor. And I will say like I I do not want to go into spoilers because I know like they're probably still it isn't a it isn't a mainstream show. People have seen it, but a lot of people have not. So people who are listening, I do recommend go seeing it because it leads up to Get that free three months from your Apple product. For, yeah, man. Just go uh, buy TV. like go buy some refurbished Apple product and you get three months or something. <laughs> you're fine. Um, or just text me. I'll show you my just, login. Just don't don't buy the holiday season. 
don't buy any, don't download any like like Taylor Swift <laughs> albums. Um, I will say, and and to this day, like I've watched countless hundreds of shows, and and you know, I've seen dozens of series finales of shows and season finales. You're old. The is season what you're finale of this show is the best hour I've seen of television in probably almost all my life. Wow. It High is praise. one of the best season finales of a show. But it lead but the lead up to that is it's so great because of the lead up that you get from the previous what was it nine episodes, ten episodes, nine maybe? Uh, I think it's nine in total. Nine. Uh, so eight but episodes. It, it's all because of the previous eight. It is a phenomenal show. And a lot of it and, and like Harry said, a lot of it relies on like with the performances and there's all it's kind of a it's not like a, a like you're not getting Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt and everything. You're getting Adam Scott, Patricia Arquette. It's kind of like a BC level cast list, but they all put their A game in and it and it makes yeah. you think. It's a show that has like references out like it has resources outside of the show itself that you can like kind of do further your own like little fun research into. Um and it's just it's a really it's a fun show to watch and think about. I got my wife into it, like at least the first like one or two episodes, and she's like, it's kind of interesting. Like it's sci-fi, but it's not like you're not dealing with robots and aliens or anything. It's it's kind of like a, a more grounded sci-fi yeah. show. Um, but this is my I've I've watched the series on my own twice so far. Um, I love it. I I, I can't wait for season two. It's probably it's probably not going to drop till twenty twenty four. But or late 2023, but I'm really hoping that they 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 bang it out quick for my sanity. You could have watched uh RRR at least three times, uh, there instead of rewatching it a second time, but you know, there you go. Um, could have going back to going back to what you were talking about earlier, but yeah. um, what two shout outs really quick, uh, Zach Cherry, who plays Dylan, uh, absolutely uh, incredible in the show. One of the way well, um, he's, he's great, and he's like one of the funniest, he, one of the funniest characters. He's uh, a comic relief, but there's a yeah. couple scenes in there where it's like kind of serious, and he plays it, yeah, like, yeah, and uh, and Trammell Tillman as Milchick, uh, he's uh a a confusing character um mainly because of i mean just you know the way the show frames him but when he's on screen it's uh it's pretty either intense funny or electric um best way i could describe it so um, i just wanted to shout out those two besides adam scott and i've you know never heard of him before the show and he's i think he was nominated for something he's a he's a fantastic actor in the show so greg yeah if I were like, don't like, you know, I, I wouldn't sleep on the show. Like if you have time to watch, like, and you're looking for a new show to watch, it's eight episodes or nine episodes. Uh, I don't think you're going to watch this and be like, yeah, like kind of like Harry said, like, like with Maverick, you're like, it was fine. Like, I really think you would enjoy this. Like I, and I, and I praise this for a couple different times on the show. So, I'm, I'm you know, yeah, that's my, I, that's uh, my piece with it. Well, I guess I'm still a little confused by it. Would you guys say this is more like the office or like office space? <laughs> That's well, a joke. Probably, probably. Harry's giving me a serious thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> no, actually, I'm thinking, I understand I'm like, this is not you, a comedy. Um, can you, like, I guess more office space. <laughs> I did. I, I do think I canceled my Apple Plus subscription. Power um, move. Love it. Yeah, I, because Lasso wasn't going to be back for a while. And Get him out I watched. Here. I watched the uh, dinosaurs thing that that they dropped, and then I was like, "No, nope, I think that's it." 
Um, yeah, you want my login? Is this Are worth my login? Yes. It is worth resubscribing for. Even for a month. Like if you if you know you're gonna log in for like what? You're gonna what's it, four dollars a month, five dollars a month? I would yeah, say whatever. if you log in and resubscribe for like that one month, if you feel like you can knock this out in that month's time, yes. For five dollars, I, I would say yeah. But it's the effort. I would say I would say wait until you hear when Lasso's coming out and then just that's re up and then yeah. add that and then see if it's well, worth keeping for gotcha. Because probably when like let's say Lasso drops next year, good chance the new season of Severance is the you know in twenty twenty four. So it'll well, just Mythic be Quest is back. Nice little bookend. I yeah, that's uh, another you show know, you could start, but well, I watched the first like season and a half of that, and it just it wasn't hitting for me. Uh, like, all right. So so yeah, I, I stopped. Okay. Um, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I'll definitely put it on the list because it it does sound like something that would be. If you want my alley. login, I'll give it to you. <laughs> okay. Apple. And, and just, Apple, Apple. Just, just give it to the listeners. <laughs> Anyone Chris. from Apple? Anyone Don't from be Apple? If you're listening, uh, I was just kidding. Yeah, bro, we post on iTunes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Greg outside the podcast. We never met before. We never met before. Uh, well, I appreciate the uh, the insight. Yeah, Severance does sound good, and it's definitely telling that both of you guys had it on your list. So, dude, me and Harry don't um, agree on much, and the fact that we're agreeing honestly, on Chris, this is... we agreed a lot this year. Um, Maverick and and Severance, uh, Severance, House of the Dragon. Uh, yeah, House of the Dragon. Well, look at that. All right. Well, it's it's a it's a revolutionary like year. Power, me and you, but I mean, you were strong enough to put it on your thing. So, yeah, uh, whatever on your list. Well, okay. that has been our wrap up uh, for what a year, two thousand twenty-two. Yeah, Harry, did you have uh, any additional things you wanted to put in or no? Yeah, I just want to say it's it's a shame we're doing this. Uh, you know, without the finishing of December when uh the the goat Jimmy C dropping that avatar way of water. Um, where I think if you start it to, if we started it now, we'd probably have it over by the end of the year, um, to be able to review, um, which would be nice. Um, but super excited for that. Uh, that, that is the, you know, then, and listen, you know, I'm sure, listen, tell us what, what we missed out on this year. Um, there's a lot of stuff. I've mentioned a couple things. Um, there's, there's always I always look back when we do these lists and like compare to other, you know, publications and I'm just looking, I'm like, dang, I missed that. I missed this. And, you know, it just makes me excited to to catch up over the holiday season or, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, power through some things uh, soon. Talking about Avatar 2, did you and I know it's tough because James Cameron has been dropping like bomb after bomb after bomb when it comes to quotes Mike but drops like, all the time did, did you did you see his thing about the runtime and bathroom breaks yeah yeah you see what it go yeah. for it he's not so, he's not dumb so, yeah he's right so, so for, for the listeners who who are unaware of what we're saying james cameron has been doing interviews in prep for you know avatar 2 he's doing his marketing rounds and uh i don't even know if they're doing marketing if he's just like showing up and being like i got a movie coming out guys you guys he's saying some goofy things like he's saying things that contradict things he said like a week ago he doesn't even know what he's saying it's like it's like a new mic drop every week but but this particular one we're talking about you know harry alluded to the fact that yes this has a very long runtime and when asked about that and the need for bathroom breaks, 
James Cameron said, yeah, go ahead. Take your bathroom break. He's like, that way, you know where you left off the next time you come to see the movie. Like, yeah. you take a different bathroom Boom. break. Yeah. So, Listen, I, I think I will say this, too. I think people who, you know, complain about runtimes and like, oh, what if I have to go to the bathroom or what if I want to go grab a drink? Like, just go do that. Because, you know, as long as you're not seen alone, somebody can give you the quick five, you know, five second spiel on what's happened or what you miss. Or you'll love it so much you'll go see it again. So, yeah, unless you're taking like a grumper for 20 minutes, you're not going to miss much of the movie. A grump, jeez Louise. You and your grumpers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Anything anything for the people? I, I, I will agree with Harry. We we did this. I feel like we did this list a little premature because uh, unless we could just all agree that Avatar is going to be yeah. on the uh, – We'd have House of the Dragon and Avatar Way of Water on here. Yeah. So those, those um, would be the two. Yeah. Uh, but but I will say that good news coming for those uh, Avatar heads out there and the, those fans that we, we may be covering that before year end. So Fingers um, crossed. Listen up uh, if we – depending on how <clears> long. <throat> Seven-hour movie. And make, yeah, make sure, you know, you set aside a week of time, just take off a week from work so you can watch this three or four times because you need, <laughs> look, it's got to be like the third gr- highest grossing movie of all time to get avatars like three, four, five, and six. Well, so. no, he came out and someone that came out and said that they're like, that's not true. Like Cameron needs to just be quiet. He's, he's, <laughs> he's all over the place, but. He um, just wants the money. <laughs> but reviews are but I will say reviews are out there. I guess the embargo lifted if there was one. If so there even there, like well, there's some early just like thoughts, early reactions, say, yeah. which yeah, early um, reaction. you know, I'm not gonna say anything on here about it, but be aware because like the internet does, they do love to spoil things. So what are you gonna spoil from Avatar. Dude, it's a three water? hour movie, they could spoil a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of water. Be fine. But um yeah so i hear your you, concern uh, i'm ignoring it fair enough well you ignore trailers so whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well it has been a pleasure folks we have one more episode coming at you before the holidays our season finale as it were uh bring us bringing us up to episode 52 so we'll see you back in a few weeks but in the meantime you guys stay safe stay warm And make sure you always live spicy. Spicy.